Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. I mean, it's such a good mood this morning. I don't know why, actually. I don't think it's anything to do with the with the bacon woman uh, who I'd love to be there when somebody said to her, by the way, they've thrown you out of England. She probably never thought about that bit. But it's only because of the dual nationality, isn't it? If they hadn't had the dual nationality, you wouldn't be able to do it. But I remember saying I thought that she had Bangladeshi dual passports. And then somebody said, no, she didn't. So we then changed her stance. Now it turns out she might have. In which case, then we can. Why, why would they want her? Why would they want her? But, I mean, I suppose if she's been barred from here, that is the only place she can go. Why don't she just stay in the camp? She seems to quite like the word camp. And she's been there. She gave birth in the camp. And um, and she's probably got friends in there as well. Or not, as the case may be. She's certainly savvy when it comes to the media. She's certainly very savvy. She's not as... as she, I mean, she isn't coming up with any of the, the sort of answers we weren't expecting to hear. But at the same time, she's not really saying anything we want to hear. It's just the same droning on about, you know, oh, how I wish I could do this and do that. And I'm just a housewife. Of course you were, dear. Of course you were. Just a housewife. But now, of course, everybody's in on it. Every lawyer, every sort of member of the government's got an opinion. The only people who haven't got any opinions on it are Corbyn and Theresa May. Not a word, not a peep, nothing. Hello, are you awake out there? What's going on? Uh, and then um, Karl Lagerfeld died. Well, that was a surprise, wasn't it? 85. 85. Because he wouldn't tell people how old he was. He was obviously one of those sort of guys, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, how old... And you go, I mean, he looked old, but there again, he, he was 85. You would think as well that this, this baking woman, why is she not holding her own baby? Is it, I mean, is it not possible? She's not got the gift of holding in her hands. Uh, Rodney, you plonker, you've missed your opening night. Only Fool's Musical get rave reviews. Nicholas Inthurst was doing his own musical with Kelsey Grammer around the corner. But uh, Man of La Mancha which we had over the back here at the Garrick Theatre only, only a short while ago. But uh, it got rave reviews. Seriously, everybody's loved it. They've all given it five stars. There might be somebody who gave it less, but I haven't discovered those at all. Uh, gamblers could be banned from using credit cards to bet. That would solve it, wouldn't it? Not really. They'll find a way of getting round it. So if you go in, if you go into betting shops now, and I'm, now I might have got this wrong, I don't know, you can, they, they have their, their fruit machines and they can put credit on from behind the counter. So I think you hand over... Now, I don't know if it's a debit card or a credit card. But either way, I've seen people handing over a card and they go, oh, put 50 quid on. And I'm assuming that must actually be on, on a credit card. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, that's why. If they actually stop people doing that, then that might sort of cut down on the, uh, on the amount of uh, problems that people get. Mind you, talking of problems, the BBC, after a decade and m- more... Of um, of songs of praise, and we do like songs of praise uh, because it occurs at at a night a, a nice time. They're going to move it to lunchtime. Well, who's going to watch it lunchtime? That's the most Im- that's the most implausible thing I've ever heard of. Songs of praise is supposed to be. I always thought it was songs of praise like Even Song, six o'clock in the evening. That's when we used to do Even Song when I was going through my my religious phase, and because uh, I was in the choir because it paid two and six a week. And uh, we never got the money. I need to go back to the church and say, listen, you had three of the best years of my life. The, vic- the vicar took advantage of me. The vicar took advantage of me because he didn't pay me. It was two and six a week, extra for funerals and weddings. But I never got booked for funerals. I don't think too many people wanted me for weddings either. But, I mean, that's what we did. I didn't. We, we didn't. We, well, we didn't get the offertory uh, tray. Is it offertory? Yeah, the offertory. We didn't get that. My father used to put opal fruits in it when it came round. Very embarrassing. And then they changed it to stop putting cash in. It came in a little brown envelope. But if you were in the choir, 
in the quiet, because I've told you my dreadful story about Steve's leakage. Can I tell you about my leakage? When we were in the choir, it's a little church, it's, and it's, it's still there. It's on the hill, and it's very pretty. I always thought I want to be buried there. I've changed my mind. I've seen it a few times. I don't want to be buried there now. And uh, I'm in, in the choir, and I, I got to ring the bells at the beginning, which was lovely, because you do that in the, in the vestry. Then we put on our cassocks and surpluses, and we, uh, and we go out there, and there's little, little choristers. And bear in mind, I was only ten. 10 years old and and you stand there and you sing you sing all the things you do the bits and pieces so there's probably about 15 20 in the choir but there's probably about six or seven little boys and we're doing the church service and you know you wander through it because I knew the service backwards and all of a sudden I had the overwhelming urge to go to the toilet I needed a wee but we'd only just kind of got into the service which was a bit difficult so I said to the boy next to me I said need to go to the toilet and and he didn't know what to do either. So he he sort of spoke to the man behind him. You always get the older choir members at the back, and it was it was a man. And he said, Stephen needs to go to the toilet. And uh, so the vicar's still doing his bit, you know, and all the rest of it. And um, and so he he sort of, he didn't really know what to do either. So he came from behind the choir stall to the front. And every time you went to the front, you had to to bow to the altar. And then he came to collect me. Unfortunately, it was a bit too late by this time. I'd been. And so as he's sort of, he's, he's leading me off the choir stalls. And I'm going, he's going, toilet's out the back. I said, I've been. And he went, where? And as, as we turned around to look, where I was standing, there was a little puddle on the floor of the church leading up to the, leading up to the altar. So we get all the way to the back of the church and I just sort of stood there like an idiot because I couldn't do anything about it. I was just a little boy, for goodness sake. I'm delighted to say I'm still doing things like that now. I was nine. <laughs> the funny thing is, I didn't feel any shame. There was no shame in it. I just felt a bit ridiculous having to walk all the way down the aisle of the church, only to get to the end and go, I've been. But uh, that's what happens. Markin Wanstead says, love your show, let her rot. Uh, Maggie says she's named her baby boy Jarrah. Do you know, I mean... Am I being incredibly naive? She did have a baby, didn't she? Because she seemed to recover amazingly quickly to do interviews. You know, I would have... Normally, people don't recover that quickly. It was only like a day and a half, wasn't it, really? But... Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure. And then there's another woman there who has the baby. So what are they going to do? Take the baby away? I have no idea. Um, 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 uh, somebody says here, locked into the spike, says Wash. Got two weeks off, relaxing time. Yeah, the, the schools are on, as everybody knows, a week... And yesterday, yesterday, I get to the station. There's obviously some problem with lines or something like that. And the train that I was going to get on, which was a 7.34 to Guildford, uh, was running late. So it's great because, you know, I've got to walk all the way to the end of the platform because only four coaches go to Guildford. They, they detach the train when it comes in. The, uh, the, the back bit goes, I think, off to Hounslow via um, some different way from me. And so I thought, I'll, I'll get the Guildford train. And so we're standing there and it gets to half past and it gets to 25-2. Still no Guildford train because of this problem. And then they said, so I'm very much, I'm standing, we're right at the front. The platform is like miles. Well, it's not really, it's gross exaggeration. And so we, um, and so we, we then were sort of standing there and then the announcement comes on. Stones. And, of course, you can never hear it properly. It doesn't matter where you are on the platform. You can never hear properly. And what they were saying was, and eventually I managed to fathom it out, uh, the Guildford train is straight through to Staines. 
And I thought, oh, that's OK. No, what they meant was it's going straight through to Staines. It's not stopping anywhere else. It'll do stations after Staines. So, of course, all of those of us who are going to Richmond and Twickenham and places had to turn around and go back down the other platform. It was, it was ridiculous. But I managed to get another train out, which was, uh, which was very good. But uh, so they they sent the blooming train off to uh, off to Staines. Shame, really. Uh, Steve says, can you say something cheerful this morning? She's been barred from the country. There you go. How much more cheerful would you like it to be? Stripped of her passport. But of course, she was she you don't have to eat all of the thing. If you you don't like all of the strawberry, don't don't eat all of it. You could sort of you could just eat, eat the top bit. Just the top bit. Are you eating the white bits as well? Don't eat the white bits. It's not it's not done, is it? It's only the red bits. You don't eat fruit. Oh, right. Why are you eating it then? Is it a bit of a novelty? Oh, do you? Oh, fine. They're nice, aren't they? They're all right. But just to, just have a bite of the top bit and then throw throw the West away. I'm so I'm not bothered about the cost. I've got satsumas. Do you want to take some satsumas home? Do you want satsumas? Are you sure? I didn't know he didn't eat fruit. Where did that come from? Do you know... I thought they did eat fruit. Loganberries. They're from Scotland, aren't they? I thought. They're from Scotland. It's a Logan. It looks a bit like a blackberry. Stop it. It's a Logan. There's a Loganberry, but show him what it looks like. I feel I've wandered into another planet here. Are you sure you don't know what a Loganberry is? I'm sure I haven't got this wrong. You've never heard of it either. No, but you're just. It looks like a blackberry, doesn't it? But it's sort of reddish. Is it reddish? Or a bramble? It's a Loganberry. No, a bramble is blackberry. This isn't a blackberry. This is a loganberry. Different. Different. God, honestly. Honestly, even at your time of life, I'd educate you on what fruit is. Did fruit ever reach where you were in Scotland? They don't do fruit. Aye, we do iron girders. <laughs> mm. That's very bizarre. I've never had loganberries either. But uh, but don't don't eat the white bits on the strawberries. Eat as many as you like, Seriously. Yeah, you should do. I mean, it's, it's almost like you're sort of eating it out for sake of duty. Don't eat it. It's not nice. But eat as many of the other strawberries as you want. Pop them in your pocket. Actually, you know what I brought in this morning? And I don't know why I've got it. Where is it? Cabbage cream eggs. Do you like cabbage cream eggs? Do you want a cream egg? It's not... Cr- oh, it is creme egg, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's creme. C-R-E-M. We've been through this before. I don't want to do it again, actually. But um, do you want a cream egg? Creme egg? You it's, I'll have one. It is cream egg. Don't start him on the creme. No, it cream says creme. Look, no, creme. it's cream. It's pronounced cream. It's not. It's pronounced creme. Do you think? It's a different thing. Cream is different from creme. You've ruined my life now because he'll go on about this one? forever. Do you want one? Are you off them? Do you want one? Pops you want one. Oh, one he'll have one. Take it in. Thank me. you. And if it, if it turns out to be white chocolate, it's worth 10,000 quid. And just remember, it's mine. Check them both first. Yes, check yes. them both before you give them to him. <laughs> we could be in the money. Did anybody win the lottery last night? Oh, they didn't, did they? Somebody won in Ireland. I'm so happy. <laughs> I won on the lottery. £2.60. £2.60, yeah. Somebody in Ireland won it, did they? Oh, my God, fathers. Hundred. Oh, it's just, just dull old dark chocolate, isn't it? Actually, I wish they did them in dark chocolate, but they're made by Cadbury's, aren't they? So it's a di- But if, if they did them in, you know, the dark plain chocolate... Bourneville, your Bourneville chocolate, that would be lovely. Yeah, a ticket bought in Ireland has won £153 million. The winning numbers were 1, 8, 18, 19 and 39. The lucky stars were 7 and 9. Oh, my God. 
Actually, uh, Dolores McNamara from Limerick got the previous biggest win, which was 99 million. This one is, is almost, almost double. Almost double. Five other tickets won £275,000. Why don't I win it? Oh, so, and if, if you've got three, three numbers, they paid you £1,500. I didn't get that one either. £2.60. Stick it, I said. Stick it. Not interested. Uh, so well done to the person over there. We're so happy for you. Uh, it'll be somebody very old who's probably just keeled over, I should imagine. So, uh, that, 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 yeah. Hi, you. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> so uh, Chrissy Lampard won it. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Mind you, somebody said to me the other day, I thought they were mad, mad as frogs. They said, um, oh, it's too much money. It should be capped at 50 million. <laughs> I don't think so. Just imagine the good you could do with 154 million. Just think of the good you could think of the fun you could have going into a shop. I would do the the thing like Pretty Woman. I was watching it on the uh, YouTube today. You know, when Pretty Woman she goes into a shop in her hooker outfit, and the the women look down their nose at her. We haven't got anything for you. Got nothing for you. There's nothing. Uh, oh, how how much is this? She says, and they go, uh, uh, how much is it? Oh, that's right. She said, oh, I don't think it'll fit you. She goes, I didn't ask whether it would fit me. I asked how much it was. And the other woman said, it's very expensive. And so the woman comes back and goes, it's very expensive. Anyway, the next day, because she's been shamed, she goes out because she's a hooker and she shouldn't be in there. It was, it was uh, nice clothing. And uh, the man, Richard Gere, buys her all these clothes. And she goes back in there and they go, good morning, madam. Can we help you? And she says, do you remember me? And they go, no. She says, I was in here yesterday. You refused to serve me. She said, you work on commission, don't you? So the woman goes, yes. She said, big mistake. That's what I want to do. I want to do that. That would be my moment. My moment. I can't find trust for this 19-year-old, says uh, Teresa, who managed to deceive the family, friends and most of all the airport officials and continuing to do so with her body languages. Yes, I mean, to be honest with you, the parents, I mean, they don't know what's going on with their daughter. I think it's at home office have said they want to know whether they've had contact with her. I thought we'd already established. Yes, they have. She's got a mobile phone. She's got a mobile phone, so she must have spoken to them. What do the parents do for a living? Do they work? Are they on benefits? You know, why were they not keeping a close eye on their daughter? As we've said before, she wasn't radicalised. She knew exactly what she was doing. Exactly. She was devious enough to thieve her sister's passport, devious enough to thieve and then go and buy, uh, buy uh, a ticket. I mean, surely somebody at the airline or at customs would have checked her. Obviously not. But uh, anyway, I want to be the person going out there and go, you're not coming back ever, ever. Nobody. I mean, the trouble is you're going to shove her over in in uh, Bangladesh. She hasn't got any friends over there. Doesn't appear to have any friends anyway. And um and she doesn't know anybody, so I don't know what happens to her. It's up to their, their government. Let them deal with it. Uh, Desiree from Sheffield. Oh, please. Nobody's called Desiree in Sheffield. I mean, you don't dance around a pole, do you? Desiree. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of anybody from Sheffield called Desiree. Your leaking experience is rubbing off. Sat here leaking myself, laughing at you. Don't change. Your witty Gerda's comment was priceless. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling in a very good mood today, actually. Uh, Steve says, Paul, so the bride of Satan is not allowed back in. Who's seen the baby? Well, nobody. Nobody. We did see it move. We, well, I think we saw it move, but I mean, is it her baby? Have they just come up with a baby? Is this, uh, is she, as we pointed out yesterday, a sleeper? Interesting. Somebody says, Steve, the Irish lottery winner could buy Northern Ireland and hard Brexit solved. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Maybe if you deep fry the fruit and the creme egg, then Darren or Scottish boy will eat it. They're eating it now. Scottish, 
You're going to eat it, though, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to eat it. And Darren ate um, ate some of my uh, my strawberries, which were very nice. So that's good. I always like to bring in fruit for them in the morning. It's sort of it's quite useful because if you come in first thing in the morning yesterday, do you know what I ate yesterday? And somebody finished them off today. My light cheese. I brought in fresh light cheese, and I love light cheese. So if it wasn't for the stone, you know, I'd be I'd be fine. Uh, Noreen says, "Hope you're well." Have you seen the TV programme about houses in St Albans? It's on all week. BBC One, 3.45. They talked yesterday about the village of Marshallswick. Well, we live there and we've never called it a village. It's just part of St Albans. They always do that, don't they? <laughs> Marshallswick. Actually, I've been, I've been enjoying, actually, some nice... Nye, uh, some, some nice animal programmes on the television. Ron says, I don't like this game anymore. It's another 153 million I've missed out on. Can you imagine they're waking up today with 153 million? They must have claimed it already because they know who they are. <laughs> I'm so depressed. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> Morning, 22 minutes past four. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Simon in Stockholm says, all I can say about Begum losing her British nationality is carry on camping. Yes, I mean, I mean, I suppose that's what they had to do. They, they're probably grateful they found out she's got dual nationality, if she has got dual nationality. But uh, it solves the problem. 95% of people in a recent survey said uh, that the government made the right decision, that we don't want her back in the country, don't trust her, don't like her, couldn't care less whether she's got a baby, not remotely interested. Nothing to do with us. That's her problem. If she's having unprotected sex, you know, then that's her problem. Why should she come back here and sponge I heard somebody saying earlier on to Darren, she's only going to come back here, go on benefits, and then laugh at us. But she hates us anyway. Of course, now she's going to hate us even more. Oh, goodness me. Oh, yes. The next thing is, she'll be sort of spouting off on all and sundry. It's just too awful for words, isn't it, really? Uh, the satisfaction, says, uh, says Ryan, I feel, knowing she'll be told she can't ever come back here, is extremely intense. She doesn't belong here. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Good luck, Bangladesh. She doesn't belong there either. That's the problem. I don't think she's ever been there. But frankly, we don't want it. I mean, she, as far as I'm concerned, she could drop herself in the ocean. I couldn't care less. I really don't care. Not interested in people like that. She's shown no remorse. Her comments after the Manchester bombing are nothing short of an abomination. And, um, and as for her lawyer, I mean, he's been reined in on a few occasions. It's just dreadful. It really is. Really, really dreadful. And uh, we don't want people like that here. Thank you very much indeed. This this is, I mean, put it this way. We've got mad, bad people here at the moment. And um, and it's a case of that's what's, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, listening to say, oh, so we did that one, didn't we? Looking forward to going to Joe Alistair on your recommendation. Can't wait. What should I have? Food and drink would be useful, I would have thought, actually. And then somebody says, please stop the bacon chat. I can, no, go somewhere else then. Go and listen somewhere else. Off you go. Bye. Bye. Thank God for that. Nothing worse than old wusses, are there? Snowflake wusses at this time of the morning. Hey, please stop the bacon chat. I'm afraid it's the front page of the papers. And also, why don't you go and get a life? Go and get a life, Popsikins. Honestly, nothing worse. Please stop the bacon chat. I can get that anywhere. It's obviously way beyond you then, isn't it, I should imagine. Yes, try your local BBC station. I'm recommending you do go and listen to something else. There you go. Bye. Shoo! God, there we go. That worked. Uh, so, oh, there was. have you ever had an accident in a car where somebody just shunted you? And, uh, and you swap names and addresses, and the next minute you get targeted by the companies that look for people who've had accidents. Where there's blame, there's a claim. And uh, just 24 hours after one man had a minor bump in a car park, he got more than 100 calls over the next month from different companies offering to take the, uh, the claim on. It's like, it, I mean, to me, it's like the Air Hunters. Have you seen that? We used to have a programme on the television. I think the BBC did it. And it was the Air Hunters programme where somebody had died 
they hadn't done a will and they were trying to find out who the people were. And then it was it was what they were doing is working on a percentage of how much the estate was worth. It, I found it equally distasteful as people sort of chasing you to sort of try and get a percentage of a minor accident. Ridiculous. Also, the blue plaque awarded to Bob Marley's former home. About time. I'd love to have talked to him, but I don't I don't think you could have had a, a, a chat with Bob Marley at all. I think he'd been off his tree most of the time. Uh, Prince Harry calls for more support for under threat youth centres. When was the last time Prince Harry went to a youth centre? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, also, lightsaber duels could become an Olympic event. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, I like the idea of that. <laughs> that light... That can't be true, can it? Is that... It's not April the 1st. Who will? Aussie boy, he'd like that. Has he got a lightsaber? Oh, right. You know you can get some really good ones that, that make the noise and everything... I think you're right. I think he has got one. I think he has. I don't mind that, actually, but I don't see it's an Olympic event. Mind you, I didn't really see synchronised swimming as an Olympic event. Not that I, I can't do that either. <laughs> uh, the brave mum, who enjoyed the thrill of the uh, of the dare, when a circus assistant fell ill. She was the one on the board, and the bloke threw knives, so she did it. They're very good at that. Very good at that. And Brooklyn Beckham, 19, going on 95, has been given what was the servant's quarter in the family's £31 million home in Notting Hill, so he can enjoy quality time with his girly. Is that sex? Are they going to have to put a light up on the outside? You know, Brooklyn's busy... Don't worry, a couple of minutes he won't be. And and I'm sort of thinking to myself, he's 19. They go, because the relationship's intensifying. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely right. Of course it is. In the in the, in the the mad, bad Beckham world, that's an intense relationship. He's had about three so far, hasn't he? Do they think it's going to go any further than the rest of this year? Of course not. Of course not. It'll be a case of, you know, she'll be replaced by another and she'll be going... Was so-and-so in here? Was, was Bella and all these other people? And he's going to go, yeah. yeah, they're all in here. What they talk about, I don't know. He never looks though. He's in the real world, does he, poor soul? And um, the Trump-hating actor who staged his own attack. This is really an odd story. It's a, he, he claimed that he was beaten up. It was a homophobic attack and this and that. It turned out, well, so they're saying. This was in America, so it's not really my, my business to discuss it. But uh, it turns out the, these people were paid. They were, And they're friends of his. I mean, that's even more bizarre, isn't it? That's even more bizarre. Uh, also, a top British pop star is being investigated by police over an alleged sex attack on a man in a London hotel. That one's going to run, isn't it, I suspect? We'll all be trying to guess. They haven't given any clues as to who the person might be. But uh, it turns out this person's in a hotel, going to the cubicle in the toilet, comes outside buttoning himself up, and this, this person uh, makes a grab... For his nether regions. Anyway, he make, makes an excuse and left, and that, that's it. It only happened on this one occasion, we're told. But it's a very odd one, isn't it? It's almost like it could be made up. Comic book giants DC. I don't know what DC stands for. It's... What does DC stand for? There's a name, isn't there, for these, for these comics. The, the giant DC, and it'll be something comics, won't it? Something comics. Something comics. Oh, the internet's just died on us. Well, it's not really died. That's a gross exaggeration. But uh, they've just had to scrap. It's not... Oh, it's not... Detective Comics. Oh, right. There you go. Anyway, they, they've scrapped a new series in which Jesus learns from a superhero. I don't think we should have that. We don't want that kind of thing going on, do we? And uh, British gas customers face a 10% price hike. And what was the other one as well, actually? Oh, Sainsbury's put 10p on the prices of beer and cider. I went to a Sainsbury's yesterday. 
I was I was looking around for some metal tins. It's got to be a particular metal tin, so that's why I'm not having much luck. And I um, and I was walking, and I was thinking, do you know they've got everything? I know all supermarkets have, but they seem to have more than most. Their milk section was an absolute treat for me, because I like this Graham's milk, which is this uh, this Guernsey milk and Jersey milk from Jersey cows, and it was lovely. They had a complete range of their stuff in there, which like I went. So he just sneezed in there. Oh, God, that's all we... Don't come in here. Don't come in here. What we'll have to do, I'll have to get a cat flap put in the bottom of the door. Then we'll put the cup through there. We don't want you coming in the studio infecting us. It would be a bit like a... You know, oh, hello, hello, I rest my case. I mean, put it this way, better to get it over and done with now than wait a couple of years. You know, if he's sitting in there sneezing away. You never told us you had a cold, did you? Oh, dear. What do you mean you haven't got a cold? That's what we call a cold down south. When you go, achoo, that's a cold. Yesterday, I spent most... There's no dust in the air. It's air-conditioned. Goodness. Honestly, any old excuse, isn't it? Ooh, I've got a Cadbury's cream egg. I think I'll eBay that. You can just see it, can't you? He has, he has to go up... So I'll tell you later. Just when, when, when she's listening. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. It's interesting because Will, Will Guyatt, up early in the morning, of course, being as we're in the middle of a bromance. Great to hear the late Karl Lagerfeld added your range of impersonations. Because it was very interesting because Karl died at the age of 85. Uh, but the, nobody was too sure how old he was. They, they, they sort of kept... And I think he talked like this because he sort of saved the fashion of the women. And so I had to find out just how accurate that was. So, you know, he talked like this. And the clothing on the women, they look lovely. This is what he sounds like. I love paper. I love newspapers. I think it was fun to do. It was not done like this before. Uh, you know, I worked... Uh, for one day with papers like Metro, what was like mine for, or I did Liberation, I did Welt am Sonntag. I like that. So why shouldn't I do not do it one day for myself? Classic, classic. I don't know what he was talking about, but I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It's Karl Lagerfeld. Karl Lagerfeld. Yes, and I worked for newspapers and I, I do these ma- magazines and the women, they look beautiful in my designs and all the rest of it. There's something about it. They, they, they were always uh, deciding on who his boyfriend was. And I don't think they ever got to the, to the bottom of it, if you'll pardon the pun. It was a case of... Because the, the, the papers are asking, who is going to get his money? Estimated about £100 million. I'm still waiting to see... I'd love to see what the George Michael will said. I'd love to see a copy of that. That one would, would intrigue me. Uh, why does Beckham Jr. get his own pad to um, romance his latest girlfriend, says Kevin? Why can't he ever snog and fumble on the back row of his local flea pit, like we did at his age? Because in Brooklyn Beckham... I mean, to be honest with you, they're going to have to have a light system, aren't they? Red means no chance, orange nearly, and uh, green, we're OK. But it's in the servants' quarters. They don't have any servants, of course. Uh, Ron says, what would happen if Bangladesh won't take her? Well, they have to. They have to take her. If necessary, we'll, we'll parachute her into the country. They have to take her. She, has, she holds a, pack, um, um, a passport. We've actually done it for... If they'd done this first... We'd be stuck with her, but we've actually done it first, so that's why, actually. She is also married to a Dutch man. Surely she can go and live in Holland. Well, he's in prison at the moment. He's in prison, so there's no chance of that, which is, uh, which is a shame. Uh, you were the subject of conversation, says Shell, at the Hilton Metropole in Paddington last night. Good grief. The Hilton Met. Where is the Hilton? Oh, I know where it is. I know where it is. Uh, one lady said she missed her flight to Spain last year because she was glued listening to and lost track of time. We all burst out laughing. I know. I'm always getting in trouble with things like that. She's a long way away from an airport, isn't she? If she missed a flight to Spain and she's at the, the Metropole in Paddington. Which are, no, but if, 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 but they... Oh, right, I see what you mean. Oh, right, yeah. 
All right, I'll make a big deal about it. I can't remember everything, goodness sake. I've just shared my last Cadbury's creme egg. Have you ever tried deep frying them, apparently? You can deep fry them. That's the sort of thing you do up your neck of the woods, isn't it? You, you, you can deep fry. Just sort of, you know, mix up a batter, dip it in a bit of flour, and then do it in the batter, and then quickly deep fry it. Oh, you haven't, have you? Oh, that sounds disgusting, a deep fried Mars bar. Oh, is that where it starts? Oh, horrible. I don't, I don't like that. I was watching that man versus food thing the other day on the television. The American portions are enormous. I've never seen... Por- a small wonder they, they've got the, the, sort of, the, the sort of weight problems that we have. It's terrible. Uh, don't call them creme egg. Sounds macabre. Mind you, they'll probably call them that in Hampstead, says Jill. Thank God for you and the spike. You make insomnia bearable. I Listen, I've, I'm lucky. I've never suffered from insomnia. Uh, and I'm, you know, Anila Chowdhury says, Steve, deep fried creme eggs are the best. There you go. You've got to try one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, though, Anila. I, w- I couldn't. Uh, I feel a bit ill watching. I was feeling a bit ill watching something on the television uh, today. OK, he says, if I must. I was Karl Lagerfeld's boyfriend. <laughs> Actually, that's always the way, isn't it? Somebody would come forward and go, oh, by the way, this is Karl's boyfriend. They go, well, where have you come from? Because, you know, he had two houses. One was matter of yards from his own front door. One he, he lived in and the other one was working, the working house, which was sweet. Uh, Steve, I'm the, uh, the Euro Million Lottery winner. I need your wish list on top of my desk after you finish the show. You're welcome. I know. To be honest with you, I don't need the money. OK, I'm in a very fortunate position of, uh, of saying that. If, of course, it had arrived, you know, <laughs> on my desk, then I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be different. Uh, Steve, you've just read out the winning numbers. It seems to me the numbers were heavily skewed towards odd numbers. I was told one's chance of winning the lottery improved dramatically when you choose an equal amount of odd and even numbers. Obviously, an old wife said, yeah, there is. Listen, somebody said once, so how did you win the lottery? And they went, I had the winning numbers. That's it. There, there's no secret formula. You know, it's no good getting the hamster to pick the numbers or a budgie or something like that or putting them into the hoover and shaking them up or, anything, or writing it on ping pong balls. It's just the luck of the draw. There's as much chance of winning with one, two, three, four, five, six as there is with 32, 48... 19, 17 and 2. There's as much chance, but, the, but the, the, the odds of winning are just dramatically reduced. 44 weeks to Christmas Eve, says little Julie. Yeah, that would have been the first thing I'd, I'd have done, actually. <laughs> uh, Shane says, Karl Lagerfeld says he left everything to his cat. He's dead. He left everything. You can't leave 100 million to the, uh, to the cat. I mean, you really, well, somebody will challenge it. Somebody will challenge that. Definitely. I'm sorry. I'm leaving it to the cat. Kill. This cat's called what? Shoupet. Oh, right. You watch. They'll be coaxing it out into the garden. Come near, come near the road. Come near the road. Here we go. OK. Come to us in the Middle Island. Come on. <laughs> you can't leave £100 million to a cat. That's really, they, don't, they don't have bank accounts. They won't know how to handle the money. They won't know which food to pick. They just get fed. That's all cats do. They sit there and they go, oh, oh what time is it? Uh, it's about uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, God, I'm not getting up this early. Uh, I should just lie down just by the... Is, why has the heating gone off? Put the heating back on. If you don't put the heating back on, I shall leave you and you'll be lonely and sad. OK, I might have some food in a minute. What's I'm not eating that. It's nice. You'll like this. It's salmon. Ugh, can't stand the smell of it. Can't stand the smell of it. Well, have you got anything else? We've got some dry biscuits. I'm not eating dry biscuits. I'll go next door. They always feed me properly. That's the trouble with cats. They make up their own mind about you. 
And it's always it's always to the to the contrary, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve, about this extremist, <laughs> which one that would that be? We seem to be having a few. She wants to come home. Home? Well, seeing as everybody in this country is seen by ISIS as uh, a sort of not a desirable person and therefore subject to their version of Islamic law, we should let her in and subject her to the full Islamic law, which, according to ISIS, is execution. Then we can wait for the hand ringers to start crying about that one, says Ian. The, the trouble is... She doesn't excuse anything that they do at all. She doesn't apologise for them, which means that we don't want her. Seriously, we, we really, we don't want her. She's a piece of filth. She's devious. She's nasty. She's not to be trusted. And when you diss 22 people dying in the Manchester Arena bombing, then I think you pushed it that little bit too far. A little bit too far. So you've got no thing because you're a thief. Obviously, your parents brought up a thief. I don't know why. Karl Lagerfeld, says Pablo, supposedly said if he could marry his cat, his cat made millions more. You can't marry a cat. That's just that comes into another category, I'm afraid. That's just not normal. Mind you, there used to be a magician years ago. And he said the more he was quoted as saying, the more I see of men, the more I love my dog. And his house uh, just off the Euston Road, he had a big, big townhouse there. It had on the, on the front door. If you enter this house, you have to respect my dog as much as you respect me. And when the dog died, he was buried in a glass casket with the magician. There was a fire in a, in a, in a theatre and the magician died in it. And so when he was buried, he was buried with his dog, who was called Beauty. There were lots of pictures of magician with dog called Beauty. £100 million to the cat, says Anton. I reckon the Chihuahua may contest that. You can see them all lining up, can't you? I, he said that to me. What, did he, Bulldog? He did! And Chihuahua goes, I was promised the money. And the cat goes, listen, do one. It's all coming to me, 100 million. I'm the cat, all right? I love it. I think you have to freeze the cream egg before frying or they'll melt. Um, no, no, you don't, no. That's the whole idea. That's You know when you make, um, oh, what do they call it? They call it uh, where you have ice cream with baked Alaska, with meringue over the top. And you put it in the oven and it bakes it. It doesn't melt the ice cream because it's sealed and the egg would be sealed. You dip it in flour and then you dip it in batter and then you put it straight in. It, it, it wouldn't dissolve. It, it would stay, I think. I don't, I don't know, actually. Although strange enough, Claire, Claire thinks it sounds heavenly. She says, mind you, I like the deep fat Mars bar. Producers, uh, sorry, sorry, I do beg your pardon. Assistant producer... Uh, um, has, has tried the deep-fried Mars bar because apparently it originated in Scotland. Big surprise there, eh? Big surprise, yes. Something else deeply unhealthy that's come out of Scotland, you know. <laughs> no, seriously, it's not healthy. A deep-fried Mars bar, can, it's not healthy if it isn't deep-fried. So that's, you know, it's a, it is, I should imagine, it's dreadful. I'm going to have fish fingers today. I've decided. Mm-mm-mm. Apparently, Carl used to wear the cat on his head. Yeah. Do you see that? What, what's that one at the moment where there's the vet and he goes, Nurse, I think the cat's dead. And it turns out to be a muff. You know, do you remember that one? I thought that was quite good. Some, was it Topticians? Opticians, right, yeah. There's loads of good adverts on the television at the moment. Seriously. Oh, I love Philip Schofield with, with the little dog. The dog is so cute. And the cat, I've not seen the cat. Oh, does it? Oh, right. The dog is cute beyond belief. The dog is just so yummy. You could you could eat it all up. It re- well, I mean, obviously not, but I mean, it's it's lovely. It's so cute. This little dog. You look at it, you think, oh, you're so cute. 
Uh, bus stop Carol sounds a bit seedy. Perhaps Garrick Theatre Carol? Well, sort of, yeah. I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to think about that one. Producer's going to put it up to a vote. Bus stop Carol, Garrick Theatre Carol. We'll have to, we'll have to check. <laughs> right, what are we going to do? We're going to take a short break. Uh, Prince Harry calls for more support for under threat youth centres. As I say, Jinky's ever been to a youth centre? No, obviously not. Uh, a major dog food firm, firm has recalled five products in a fear of poisoning, and uh, Olympic swimmer Rebecca. Not heard from her for quite a while. She's now going into grief therapy, uh, which I don't know what it is, but she suffers panic attacks triggered by her grandfather's death. Lord above. Well, there you go. Uh, And did Catholic priests father as many as 50,000 babies? All of that and songs of praise, shoving them onto lunchtime. Nobody will see it. That's the whole idea. It was on at the the right time. The right time. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Oh, we found another crook. Mind you, it's easy to find crooks in the newspapers on a daily basis. There's more people fiddling benefits or thieving or trashing places and you can shake a sticker. This one, they, they were happy to say she was a Big Brother star. So I looked at the picture. I looked at the name. And it mean a thing to me. And then they told me who she was in the Big Brother house uh, at the time. And I'd never heard of any of them either. And, and then they said she was a star. And I thought, well, I've never heard of her. How could she be a star if I've not heard of her? And I've heard of most people. I've heard of most people. Uh, but this, this particular one, she was a bit naughty. She goes into the Big Brother house and she decides that she's going to sort of be very successful. Unfortunately, she's neither successful nor talented. She's, uh, she was living in her own place. And then she ended up moving into her mother's place. The problem was, because she was crooked, she carried on claiming benefits. Uh, The name she went in under was Sally Axel. Sally, spelled S-A-L-L-I-E, Axel, A-X-L. Which, of course, isn't her real name. Her real name is Sally, spelt with double L and Y. And then the the other... What is it? Prijbeck. Either way, crook kind of sums it up. She thieved. And she thieved to the tune of £12,000. She knew that she wasn't living in the house. She was claiming... She said, I I got confused because I was living in the house and I'm a single mother. And it's just a load of old codswallop. It really is. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, anyway, so so she's exposed all over the papers. But it's the fact that they call these people stars. Big Brother stars. She was kicked out in under a week. In under a week. That's how lame she was. That's how bad she was. That's how uninteresting she was. And nobody's ever heard of her since. I mean, seriously, we, 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 we racked our little brains and we couldn't come up with, with anything at all. We, couldn't, we didn't know who she was. We tried guessing. That didn't work. She's obviously some sort of model. When I say model, I use the term very loosely because she's covered in tattoos, but she's got her, her boobs out in some of, the, uh, some of the pictures, you know, which is OK if you like that kind of thing. But I, I just sort of worry about the fact that there are people like this. And there's probably loads of people, there's probably people listening at the moment who are fiddling the benefits, just hoping that they're not going to get the on the door, because it's generally about this sort of time, isn't it? Generally about this sort of time of the morning, because they want to make sure they're going to catch you unawares. Uh, also, also, also. Now, why did I come up with this? Oh, yeah, pages and pages on uh, the musicals a hit, and uh, and this, of course, is the Only Fools and Horses. Paul Whitehouse's granddad, perfect, perfect casting, and uh, they've got everybody on there. Tom Bennett as Dell, Ryan Hutton as Rodney, and uh, everybody loved it. 
Everybody loved it. It's as simple as that. You know, people going, it's blooming good, you know. It's blooming good. And so it should be. So it should be. They worked hard enough at it. And uh, a few weeks ago, we ran Paul Whitehouse, an interview with him, on the programme. Uh, we also got the story coming up of uh, a twin who says watching her identical sister transition into her brother has brought them closer. There you go. And so the brother is now going to marry his girlfriend. I know, I can't get my head around it either, but I'm sure it makes sense to somebody somewhere. Uh, major dog food firm is recalling five of its products. This is Hill's Pet Nutrition have ordered the return of its products after finding they could be toxic. Oh, my goodness me. I suggest you go to their website and then you can find out uh, more about it because that's, that's, that's quite a serious thing. Quite a serious thing. Cheryl, you know, doesn't have any other name now, just Cheryl, uh, has dropped a major hint she's up for a go at the top dancing show. Lovely. Yeah, great. Not really interested, I'm afraid. Not interested. Uh, Kevin the Milkman says, I had a deep-fried Mars bar when I was in Edinburgh a few years ago. Seriously lush. So I'm still trying to get a deep-fried beef burger. A beef burger with... Stop it. Don't turn your nose up like that. Do you know, you'll do that one day. The wind will change and you'll be stuck with that face. That's what my mother used to say. Don't... don't. Sorry? It would be an improvement, yeah. Still fishing, aren't you? I've noticed. It's so funny when you do that. Oh, I'm not really a good-looking boy at all, Steve. And nobody says I'm good-looking, you know. I say, oh, you're gorgeous, you're wonderful, you're marvellous. Yeah, once you've got the nose sorted out, you might be a little bit nearer. But at the moment, I mean, frankly, you could land on it. It's ridiculous. Like Barry Manilow. Have you ever thought about that? Has anybody ever said to you, you look like Barry Manilow? No? Oh, well, there you go. Uh, the vet in the opticians, had you mentioned, looks like Dave O'Brien. Actually, do you know... Do you know, it does look a little bit like Dave O'Brien until he gets sort of a close up. But uh, but the from, from, he does, except this one's got more hair because Dave doesn't have a load of uh, a load of hair. But is that funny? I've never funny. Somebody takes that to point it out. Yeah. Imagine waving his hands about. <laughs> the likelihood is that uh, Shamima Begum, although married to a Dutchman, was married under Islamic Sharia law in Syria and will not have been registered or recognised in Holland. The Dutch would be delighted. She's got no claim on them. Lucky soul, says Jim. Yeah. I mean, do you know, if, if this was anybody else, I'd be feeling really guilty that nobody likes her and I'd be feeling a bit sorry for her. But to be honest with you, because of who she is, I feel nothing, nothing but hatred. Uh, Karl Lagerfeld, leaving his money to the cat, reminds me of the plot in Aristocrats. Aristocats, when the devoted butler finds out she's leaving the money to the cats. And Dave in Edinburgh says, we've done deep-fried Mars bars at home, but you do need to freeze the bar first before frying. Either. Is there nothing you can't deep-fry? I suppose, yeah, quite nice, actually. Uh, Steve says, Jill, the girl might as well stay put in Syria. Who's going to want her? And wherever she ends up, she'll be under house arrest because she won't have the freedom on travel. I want to know... Who this woman is walking around with her baby? She didn't come off the set when after she'd been giving yet another interview and sort of took hold of the baby. This other woman hung on to it. We smells a rat. We smells a rat. Steve, my school was involved in a Songs of Praise episode in our cathedral. I remember the camera moving up and down the aisle past me. It was before my prime. Skinny kid in school uniform with a mop of hair singing and cringing inside. Yeah, you know what they used to do when they did songs of praise in, in, a, in a, um, a church? Because churches weren't particularly well attended. All the churches in the surrounding district would also be invited. So you always, always had a packed church. Uh, little Judy says, eek, no deep fried Mars bar. We used to melt chocolate in a pan, add cornflakes, then cool the mixture, then scoop it out, make it into little round balls and put it in the fridge. No, we'd, we just had cornflake cakes. We'd just sort of spoon them out and put them in, a, in little cases. And that was it. And then eat them. 
very quickly. Val says, I can't remember when one topic totally united a whole nation. Irrespective of everybody's political leanings, we all hold the same opinion. Could Savage Javid be the next prime minister? And uh, I know you don't do politics. I don't, actually. But to be honest with you, I think they, they've moved quickly on this one. We don't want this piece of filth here. I'm not remotely interested. I think she's laughing at us. She hates us anyway. She absolutely hates us. You want to live under Sharia law? You stay where you are, love. OK, I hope this message gets through to you. You're hated. You're hated. But I now want to know questions from the, from the family. I want to know what they do for a living. I want to know why they didn't go after their, their daughter. Did they know where she was? Have they had contact with her? Has she spoken to on the regular basis? That's what I want to know. Barry Manilow had a nice nose. Did he pick it himself? Actually, I tell a fib, actually. Scottish boy's nose isn't quite as big as Barry Manilow's nose. And you know I'm a big fan of Barry Manilow. Big fan. Uh, also, what was the other story that I quite liked? Oh, the number of homeless people being admitted to hospital has more than trebled in six years. Amazing. And keeping up with the trashy Kardashians in a truly disgusting dress which barely covers any of her ample body. It was done years ago by Jodie Hasbeen Marsh. And it's two belts, basically, that just go across your uh, your nipples. Are we allowed to say the word nipples? All right. I'll have to check, actually. I don't, because that's the only way I, I can describe it to you. That's what it looks like. She's selling it, though. She had it up for auction, I think, for 2,000 quid. Ooh, tacky. Tacky, tacky, tacky. Um, um, I said, oh, yes, swimming pools and libraries are closing. We, we, we have... Do we have a swimming pool? I can't remember, actually. Yes. No, we don't. We don't have a swimming pool. We used to have a big swimming pool in, in Twickenham. That, that's gone. Mind you, at the moment... Oh, hilarious in Twickenham. If you know Twickenham, little Julie does, and a few other people, there's... Um, in the middle of Twickenham, there's a bus stop. And there's bus stops on the other side of the road. But this is going uh, out of Twickenham. So if you come in, hypothetically, on any one of a number of buses, uh, there's a bus stop at the very top of Heath Road, which is by a railway bridge. Now... If you live halfway down, I'd get off the bus there. The reason being, they've closed the bus shelter. They're digging up the road and everything else. So your next bus stop, after you've done by the what used to be the Red Lion pub, this means nothing to anybody else, is outside Waitrose. If you're an elderly person, you're going to die with this walk because it's, it's, it's loads. It's loads. Ridiculous. Holly says, tell Scottish boy that if I was in a huff and stuck my bottom lip out, my grandmother would say, put that away or I'll hang my coat on it. Yeah, I don't think he did. Did your parents ever discipline you as a child? Did they? Yeah. Didn't work, did it? No. Did they smack you? Oh, what? Well, it was was the real flogging, was it? With the cat of nine tails. Poor old cat, honestly. (laughs) Did they discipline you? Did they take away privileges? They sort of, did they... Oh, right. Run around the circle. What's a circle? They weren't witches, are they? Are they witches? Oh, how fabulous. Do they have a cauldron and, you know, real... It's like Macbeth, isn't it, really? Wow. Run around the... What circle are you on about? Why why did you run around a circle? Or the street you're on is a circle. No, no, dear. Sorry, sorry. You lived in a circus, Okay, You were in a circus. You ran round the tent. You didn't build things in... Don't mumble again. Don't mumble. Mumbling's going to get you into trouble one day. You did it again. You know? I can lip read. I'm writing them all down. All those little nuances and stuff like that. I've heard muttering, Steve, of deep fried ice cream from a certain chip shop owner in London. I'm keeping his location a secret as he doesn't like doing it. Risk of ice cream leaking into the oil. Deep fried ice cream. 
Deep, oh, that sounds quite nice, doesn't it, actually? I wonder what that, that, that's good. Uh, Steve, at least uh, Shamima Begin can't call Britain racist because of it, because the Home Secretary is a Muslim himself. Yes, well, I mean, she just doesn't like us. She doesn't like us. She's, she, she just, that's why she left. And that's why she can stay away. I've had a deep-fried toffee crisp, says Jimmy. Oh, that sounds quite nice. I like toffee crisp. I haven't had a toffee crisp for ages. And Steph says a good treat is a creme egg in warm Calvados. Well, that sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I can't remember if I've had Calvados. Just cleaver the egg in half and drizzle the Calvados over it, like a turbo eggs Benedict. <laughs> God. You're all mad, aren't you, this morning? Anyway, coming up to the news at uh, five o'clock, who's going to inherit the King of Couture's £100 million fortune? Surely not the cat, as we have been discussing. Rave reviews for Only Fools and Horses, the musical. Fight to get a ticket, as they say. Gamblers could be banned from using credit cards to bet. The University Challenge contestant who stunned them with rapid-fire answers. He just knew everything. The benefits cheat who stole our cash. And the, uh, the, uh, the girl over in Syria, we've decided she can stay there. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Wednesday morning, the 20th of February. So eight days in this month. And what happens then? March. What, what happens? When's the weather going to improve? I keep waiting for the weather to improve. And each day they keep saying, oh, it's, it's going to get a bit better, a bit better. Well, yesterday wasn't exactly the most brilliant day we've ever had. And um, and then the clocks go back at the end of, no, forward at the end of March. So I think 31st. And we've got uh, Pancakes Day coming up. Or as they used to call it, Jif Lemon Pancakes Day, which of course was rubbish. It was a, uh, I don't know who Saint Pancake was. It was Saint, I don't know who's, the, I don't think there is one, is there? We're not celebrating anything. It's not like Saint Valentine. It's the start of Lent, is it? So people, but then, but where did all the, yeah, all right. Where did, all, where did all the lemon pancake things... Because when I was little, all we had was a pancake, which my mother made, and then she'd sort of slide them out of the thing, and then she'd squeeze lemon juice on and put some sugar over the top of it. And that was, that was considered... Well, I mean, you wouldn't use sugar now. Which, well, I don't, have, don't even have sugar in the house. Uh, so you just have to squeeze lemon juice onto it. And to be honest with you, I, I can eat these blooming things as fast as my mum could make them. Because they never... So I go and buy the ready-made pancakes, uh, which is so much... Who wants to make pancake mixture. I mean, I know you can go and buy something in Iceland for about a pound or something, and then you just sort of shake it up with a, with a bit of water, and then you make pancakes. But it's easier to actually go and buy the pancakes ready-made. I'm, I'm all for uh, sort of for ease of cooking. Little Julie says, we did also melt Mars bars to make cakes with the cornflakes, but not the same as the chocolate. I'll tell you what I used to make. Coconut ice. I used to love coconut ice, but unfortunately it's just coconut and sugar. Uh, Steve, I'm going to Blackpool next week for a holiday. We found one. We found, I didn't know we'd find one this quickly into the year. Normally, people avoid Blackpool. Have you been? Only the once. Need to buy some new trainers to go with. Shall I buy white or red? I'm 52. Flip-flops. Flip-flops are the best for you if, you, if you're going to Blackpool. Look, you'll, you'll, you'll love it. Why would anybody go to Blackpool? I mean, it's, you know, there are certain bits of it which are nice. That's the road leading out. And uh, the rest of it in the middle. Lots of closed hotels. You know why? It's too blooming cold up there. That's why. But, uh, no, I'm sure you'll, you'll find something. It used to be the entertainment capital of the world. That's where everybody used to go to. They used to go to Blackpool because it was, uh, because it was fantastic and it was, it was Kiss Me Quick Hats and Donkeys on the Beach and Rock and Fish and Chips and, uh, and everything, everything that we used to love. 
everything that we used to love. So uh, white or red, I don't think it's going to make any difference. They'll laugh at you either way. Uh, it says, are you the son of one of my big sisters? They used to warn me, if the wind changes, your face will stay like that. Still, those sisters lied, says Donald. They tell me if you remove the bulb from the bedside lamp and stick your fingers in the socket, you experience a slight tingle. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. And... Um, Little Julie says, I've just seen a, a wonderful photo. Kevin, the celebrity milkman, has plenty of gold top on board. Oh, I think everybody should drink gold top. I seriously think you should. Ice cold go top. Fantastic. Peter says that uh, Islamic state girl wanted nothing less than the overthrow of legitimate states by force, creating their own caliphate with passports, a justice system and a national flag. In doing so, she freely gave up British citizenship for her vision of a bright new future. Yeah, the fact she's changed her mind, I couldn't give a forex. You know, the Times founder, Sky founder. I'm sure the SAS could find us, says Rod. Rob. Yes, I mean, somebody asked the question earlier on. How did the Times find her that quickly? She phoned them. Well, she must have done at some point. Otherwise, how would they know where she, where she was? There must have been something. She's, I presume she's got a phone. But uh, whether she's spoken to her parents, I thought she'd spoken to the mother. And so we, we, we think last, last Thursday, don't we? Last Thursday. So that's an interesting. What did the parents know about this? Because, frankly, I think we need to have a look at the parents in this in this thing. This is very odd. Four years your daughter goes away for and you don't make any effort to go and find her. It's not normal, is it? I would be expecting my parents to come and find me if I'd run away. Although, on second thoughts, maybe hoping not. Pablo says, I've seen deep-fried butter balls on the menu. Served with a scoop of ice cream. Deep-fried butter balls? What, just butter? Oh, I feel physically ill with that one. I mean, I don't mind a scoop of ice cream. I like a scoop of ice cream, but I don't... Butter balls. I'm bad enough putting butter on toast, but I always use that soft butter. You know, the stuff that you, you could take it straight out of the fridge and use it. Because I can't be bothered. Waiting for something that's rock hard to go soft is not my idea of fun. And that's how it sort of it generally works. You take the butter out of the fridge and, uh, and you think, oh, God, we're going to wait forever. Especially on crumpets, you'd have to take a little bit off and then put a little bit off and put it on there. It's the only way you could do it. Uh, progressive firebrand Bernie Sanders is going to run for president again next year. He'll be 79 by the time of the election. Donald Trump will be 74. Uh, also, the comic book giants DC scrap a new series in which Jesus learns from a superhero. You can't put the almighty in a in a comic, can you? Isn't that isn't that blasphemy? I'm assuming. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm still trying to work out why the BBC have moved songs of praise we like it the time it is. I mean, is this, is there, is this their sort of, let's just phase it out? Because I reckon there are loads and loads of people, loads and loads of people who, uh, who enjoy that. Angela says, do you have an update on how Majid is? Fine. He's resting, I think. She says, I'm sure I speak for many LBC listeners and wish him well. Yes, he's had loads of, uh, loads of people, you know, wishing him well. Not a nice experience to go through, is it? I remember walking around Victoria and seeing people with black smudges. On their foreheads. I then realised they'd been in Westminster Cathedral and it was Ash Wednesday. Why have they got black smudges then? So I, don't, I don't remember any of that. We did Ash Wednesday. And uh, I... Oh. Ash Wednesday and you've got sort of black marks on you. Oh. Oh, they do the... Cro- oh, right. OK. Lovely. My husband... No, my son bought my husband a box of topics for Christmas. He's due to be toothless by Easter, says Debbie. And uh, Steve, when I was watching the interview with this silly ISIS girl, I think she's a bit more than silly. I think she's a danger. I think she's a danger. Uh, she had a brand new iPhone in her hand, so things can't be that bad. Well, no, they're not. It's just that she wants to come back here to sponge. And uh, the government thought differently, which is good. 
Real butter should be kept in a dish at room temperature, never put in the fridge. Well, we did have, we used to have a butter dish with a lid over the top of it. But we also used to keep it in the fridge. Mind you, we had a tin of treacle as well. I don't know why, dark treacle. I suppose my mother used to use it for cake making and stuff like that. My friend uh, Christopher, he says, I've just reprogrammed the FM presets in my friend's car. You owe me. So he's programmed them all to LBC. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Has he got a picture of me? I can't tell, actually. Oh, I can't tell. That's very clever, actually, because I'm surprised you know how to do that. Because I wouldn't know how to do it. I would have no idea. I always, I'm absolutely totally useless when it comes to doing anything to do with pre-setting. I only discovered today there's a button on the steering wheel which runs through a series of programmes. One of them is error. And I, I got panicky, thinking it would say it's, uh, oh, dreadful. Uh, Warren says, I'm off to Tenerife today, but I hear Tenerife weather is coming here at the weekend. Yes, somebody said it goes up this weekend. I think, it, I think we're up to about 15 or 16 degrees. I don't know whether that's good, bad or indifferent. Ray says, what sort of nuggets of good advice did you get from your parents or grandparents when you were a young boy? I didn't get anything from my grandparents at all, because as I was growing up, both my grandfathers had uh, died. Uh, well, in fact, one of them just died when I was probably about... How old would I have been? 10, 11? And I can remember him sitting there with his demob suit on and he had a thing to help him breathe because he was asthmatic. And I remember when he died. But the trouble is, when you're young, you don't get affected by things like that because you don't know what it is. You don't know. So I didn't get advice from my grandparents. I just thought they, they smelt of talcum powder. <laughs> That's all I thought about. And, uh, but uh, one was from my nan, says Ray. Says, sit down when you're eating that banana, Raymond, or you get a big toe. And you know what? She was right. I never did. No, we didn't get anything like that at all. I don't, well, I don't think so, no. And uh, Steph says, I've just dropped my toast laughing. Did you really say waiting for something hard to go soft is no fun in relation to the... Of course, because if, if, it's, if it's really hard, it's just totally pointless, isn't it? Because you, you have to do, take little bits off it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. What do you think of Danny Dyer? Well, once he's learnt how to not swear, I think fine. He was the one who wanted that girl to come back, proving how out of step with everybody he really is. Because nobody wants her to come back. 95% in a recent survey do not want her to come back. And with a bit of luck, she won't ever come back. So that's good news. Uh, Anne Widdicombe, what's she talking about today? Talking about uh, security, hordes of barbarians. And uh, Shamima Begum is caught on CCTV. Yeah, no, as far as I'm concerned, you made your bed, darling. When you walked out four years ago, that's when we severed all ties with you. That's when we severed all ties. You know, you think you're being really clever. Oh, I should go back there. No, now you know. Nobody wants you. Nobody likes you. Perhaps you can speak to your parents again. Perhaps they like you. They were the ones campaigning for you to come back again. Uh, Steve. Uh, Songs of praise will be wound down, as will prayer for the day, along with the indoctrination of religion. I don't think people are quite as gullible as they used to be. I thought it it was the law that you had to have some sort of religious instruction in school. Whether it was multi faith, I don't know, but we you had to have it for some reason. We had religious education. Yeah, but when, when when we were in school assembly, we sang a couple of hymns. Mind you, half of my, my class mumbled the blooming thing all the way through. Come on, we plough the field. Come on and scatter the good seed on the land. Yeah, all right, let's leave it, shall we? Uh, 84850. Uh, and somebody says, if the Home Secretary's found a legal method to revoke her British citizenship, yeah. Yeah, he's found out she's got dual nationality. And not allowed back in this country may as well be a knee-jerk response to tabloid or public opinion. But it's fine by me, says Mike. Some liberals are leaping to her defence and so standing up for the rights of a young Islamofascist 
I'm a liberal and maybe I'm a bit jaded, but surely there are far greater injustices in the world that we could put our efforts behind. How about we help some good people around the world? Oh, nobody wants that. Don't be silly. Nobody wants good people around the world. Somebody said if they ever brought out uh, a newspaper which only gave out good news, it would collapse inside of a month. You don't want to read good news. You really want to read, you know, bad news. You want to read bad news, which is easier. Uh... My friend Christopher says you can buy a plug-in refrigerated butter dish, but they always end up selling and they are a nightmare to wash. <laughs> Why would you want a, a, a butter dish, a refrigerated butter dish? That is taking the uh, the art of the kitchen item <clears throat> way too far, way too far. What's your opinion, says Baba, in or out of Europe? Why do you mind your own business? I'm not telling you that. Why would I tell you that? I don't even... Dis- no, we're not that sort of show. You've obviously mistaken. You've obviously not been listening very long. We don't do that in or out of Europe. Honestly, be asked me to talk about Brexit next. No, we talk about deep fried Mars bars and uh, and the problem of hard butter straight from the fridge. Pop a bit in the microwave for 10 to 15 seconds. Perfect. Donnie says, I was somewhat startled to see a picture of your good friend Pip Schofield advertising for We Buy Any Car. He certainly gets around. Well, at the moment, he seems to be doing about three or four adverts. The sort of difference that he must need the money. Obviously, times are a bit hard in the Pip Schofield uh, house. Holly says, I don't share my butter with anybody else. They can keep their toast crumbs and blobs of jam to themselves. I know whenever I've been to the canteen, other people have used the peanut. But I don't want to use it. <laughs> I think that makes me a bad person. I just I just I really don't don't think. That I want to share food. So if you go up there and somebody says, oh, can you bring down some toast? You'll discover that the butter dish has got things. It should be all individual pats of butter. It's the only way to do it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. So Carl Lagerfeld dead. Mind you, he was 85. He was a good 85. But you can't tell with all these people in, in fashion. You can, noticeably, they haven't bothered asking Victoria Beckham about it. Obviously not in the same market at all. Different one. Is Pancake Day, says Kevin, uh, the same as Shrove Tuesday? Or was that when we start shroving ourselves? No, Shrove Tuesday and Pancake Day are the same thing. Apparently you can eat as many as you like. Or in Gemma Collins's case, she has eaten as many as she likes. Uh, what about Anjam Chowdhury? The other hate preacher who just got out of jail. Can't we get rid of him too? I'm sure he'll have dual citizenship of somewhere else. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's why. That's why. But a lot of, he was born in South London. But a lot of people were also citing um, Rolf Harris. And saying, should we not have kicked him out and sent him back to Australia? Because I'm assuming he does have dual nationality. Perhaps the, perhaps the government will start rewriting some things, which would be good. Holly says, I don't share my butter with anybody else. They can keep their toast crumbs. Yes, I agree. And uh, Tim says, I was in Uganda in December and ate deep fried grasshoppers. They were delicious. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Ugh, how horrible. Uh, Pip's advertising, we buy any car because they sponsor that ridiculous ice skating show featuring your good friend Gemma Collins. Well, I have good news for you. She's out the show. And the ratings tumbled. Uh, Steve, um, if this girl have no passport, says Julian, uh, how are they able to prove uh, that she is who she says she is? Also, returning British have to wait a few years before claiming certain benefits, so I hope she'll be treated. She's not coming back, Julian. She's not coming back, love. You've got the wrong end of the stick. She's not. Co- we don't want her back. They'll do anything to keep her out of the country. Seriously. That's why, they, they, in fact, they're, they're, they're so excited because she's got dual nationality. <laughs> I see that uh, my friend Christopher says I was due to hook up with a certain Mr F this morning for a cappuccino and ketchup but he's had to cancel due to a procedure that the Daily Mail are going to cover so give him a good luck hug from me tell him I had the... what's he had done? 
Am I supposed to know this? I'm pro- Do you know, Chris, I'm probably not supposed to know this. He said, but I've had it done before. So the, the Daily Mail are going to cover this this procedure. What do you think that is? I don't know. We're probably not allowed to say. Well, it'll be in the paper, won't it? So we'll, we'll probably read about it in the paper. Is it something... Because, you know, he, he's, he's done prostate on air, hasn't he? Do you remember everybody got... Oh, he's having his prostate checked. It's a blood test. I wonder if, it's, I wonder if that's being done again. Because I had my, my thing done. I mean, I, the amount of procedures I've had... God, you could write a book about them, I think. So uh, what, what, what's the... Uh, what is it? He said, once you get over the initial watering of the eyes... There's nothing to fear. <laughs> I could only hazard a guess. Only hazard a guess. Steve, in an Ash Wednesday service, you received the sign of the cross on your forehead from the burnt ashes of the palm crosses for forgiveness of sins. Oh, I used to love the palm crosses. We used to get those at church. I like those a lot, actually. Uh, Kevin, the Brit in Rome, says, I saw a great tip for refrigerated butter, and that's to grate the butter as you would a piece of cheese. It actually works really quite well. Enjoy your day. My mother used to have a butter curler. And it was like a little spoon thing, but with serrated edge. And you ran it along the top of the butter. And she did butter curls, and then she put them on her little butter dish, and then stick them in the fridge. If she was having a dinner party, that's uh, that's uh, that's the way it would work, which is good. Uh, where'd you buy your banana ice lollies from? The ice cream man. He's the only one who does them round our way. My friend Michael has got the hairdressers in uh, uh, Water Lane, as you know. Uh, he and I used to enjoy banana ice creams, and then I discovered them in a garden centre down the road from me, but they've done away with the fridge. So obviously no more banana ice lollies there. I, w- I would buy one. Then when I used to get to the che- checkout, I'd say, listen, I've eaten a banana lolly as well. Delicious. I could eat half a ton of, half a ton of banana ice lollies. But no, we have a, an ice cream man in, in Twickenham in a van. Blingy blong, blingy blong, blingy blong. Mm. Um, and it's nice, actually. Um, Mike says, forgive my ignorance, what does the act of shroving involve? <sighs> Couldn't possibly tell you. Couldn't, I'd have to be drummed out. Oh, it's dreadful, dreadful. Absolutely, oh, don't know we go there. Uh, Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday, says Bella, thank you. Very old custom to use up all the fat in the house before Lent. What's Lent? What's Lent? That you give things up before Easter. Oh. What could I... Oh, right. Like, like Christopher for giving up his phone. That, that could be... An, oh, yes, well, it, well it's, it's sort of going. <laughs> Bless his heart. Honestly, we love him. Uh, so, oh, right. I thought your friend Christopher says Ronald ditched his mobile. I would say that somewhat... Well, it's, it, he has. This is not his. This is, this is somebody else's. I don't know whether that covers or not. Shrove Tuesday, also known in the Spanish world as Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday, says Richard. Have you noticed that the Spanish are not traditionally fat? You know, I mean, they, they don't seem to be, do they? I mean, I, I don't seem to notice things like that. Uh, Steve, it's uh, it's good to keep kosher. There's Monica. I'm using no dairy margarine, so I can use it with meats. Added benefit of not having a problem with deep frozen butter. You're true. That's it. So right. I saw a thing the other day. I saw a tin, a tin of Heinz tomato soup, and it's been done up for, for their um, uh, comic relief thing, which is coming up very shortly. And I started watching the other day. Dinner Ladies. I bought the box set and it arrived yesterday, so I've started watching it and it's fabulous. It's lovely. Uh, Connie says, I was looking forward to seeing Mark Williams in the Doctor Doolittle musical at Wimbledon Theatre. Now, I'm very upset because I found out it's cancelled. Would have been great to meet Mark Williams after the show. Oh, they've cancelled the Doctor Doolittle musical. Why have they done that? It's an odd one. Uh, 
Steve, uh, being born to a mother of some descent doesn't mean she has citizenship. Hope the Home Office checked it properly. Well, of course they did. Of course they did. They're the Home Office. They're looking for that excuse. You know, I refuse to give this emotion, even in her case. Uh, otherwise, the appeal may be a very swift affair. Uh, and don't say we all hate her. No, I didn't say it. I said the majority of people hate her. And of course, I mean, if you're one of the, the one of the uh, peculiars, well, that's fine. That's your business. I couldn't care less. Doesn't make any difference to me. It's just that you are a minority, and in fact, you're in such a small minority. It's not even worth bothering about. You don't even count on the scale of things. Ninety-five, ninety-six percent of people don't want to see her back in this country. You might want to. That's but that's your business. You know, perhaps you're one of those people. I say black, you say white. I say white, you say black. Might be one of those people. Couldn't care less. I used to be an enthusiastic singer of hymns, says Lynn, at our school assembly, till a teacher tapped me on the shoulder and said, could I be a bit quieter? I was so out of tune. <laughs> yes. Fight the good fight with all your might. I used to love all the hymns. I loved it. Uh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Um, uh, you've got Aussie, Aussie boy there. Whatever happened to Aussie boys we've got scottish boy uh aussie boys uh, working people on this program go on to bigger and greater things some of them and uh other people don't stand a chance and he's he's working on weekend breakfast show now and and he's working on uh, on magic show as well i recommended that we put him on them and um, they've taken us up on our offer so and we, it's it's constantly moving it's constantly evolving at the moment the in conversation program's evolving into the In Conversation programme. I think we're going to wait and find out, aren't we? We're going to say. Have oh, we got some good news about the... Who is? Really? It's been... What, well, now it's been confirmed? Really? Oh, that's good. Well, that's one. I'm going to introduce Scottish Boy today to Charlie Girling. Because, believe it or not, Charlie, head of entertainment, uh, is uh, only just come back in. We missed her. And we've done all the touchy-touchy, kissy-kissy stuff. And all the rest of it. She's never met Scottish Boy. She's never met him. He's never... I thought they'd met, but they haven't. You wait till you see him, Charlie. Let's put it this way. You won't be disappointed, OK? He's tall. He's slim. He's sort of... He'll, you, you, you'll, you'll like him. You'll like him. He's, 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 he's very sweet. Uh, <laughs> Steve, thank God the Labour Party aren't in control. Can you imagine Diane Abbott? She wouldn't remove her citizenship. She said on TV the other day she'd have her back. But I don't think anybody takes any notice of Diane Abbott, do they? I mean, sometimes she comes up with things and we just go, oh, that was Diane Abbott. That's OK. Uh, Pancake Day is, when is it? The two weeks' time, Pancake Day. But, I mean, you can have the, the, the pancakes are on sale now in all the supermarkets. You can, have, you can have pancakes now. You don't have to wait till Pancake Day. I sometimes do pancakes with uh, mixed fruit in. Mixed berries and then a good old dollop of cream as well, actually. So if you put some, some blackberries in and some blueberries and raspberries, stuff like that, then a good old dollop of, uh, of cream, then, um, you know, that, that sort of uh, sees it. Oh, here we go. So uh, me driving my friend's car so he can text you. It's become our weekly treat. <laughs> Look at you, honestly. Look at your beanie hat. I, l- I love the dark glasses. This time of the morning. Mind you, I'm like you. I do the same. So you're driving your friend's car. Doesn't look like your sort of car, does it really? But there you go. So sweet. I love it when people do this. It's, it's, so, it's so exciting. What do you think? I think it's fab. I think it's fab. Steve, you're right. The Home Office has never wrongly exiled anyone, says Donald. Apart from Windrush and quite a few other bits and pieces. But in, in this particular case, 
She's not coming back. She's not coming back. She's got dual nationality. That's why she's not coming back. You know, couldn't care less if some people say, oh, don't, don't say everyone. No, we didn't say everyone. No, what we've said is that the majority of people, you know, in all the surveys, it's the majority of people who don't want her back. You might want her back, but she's not coming back. OK, it's as simple as that. She can either stay where she is in the refugee camp or, failing that, she can go to Bangladesh. But she doesn't know anybody over there, so it doesn't really make too much difference. Whatever it is, she's not... Ca- Perhaps her parents can leave here and go and live in Bangladesh with her and they can all live happily together. Because they've been very quiet, haven't they? Apart from, we want her back home again. Well, think on. Uh, what does Scottish boy do besides run around after you? Nothing. Just runs around after me. Oh, what sort of pick... Oh, I just, sometimes I just... Sometimes I just... I just throw things on the floor. Just to, I go... And he'll, he'll come and pick them up and put them down. Yes, yeah. He's basically... Basically like a servant. A bit like living in the Beckham's house, but you don't have to do anything for being a servant, so you can convert it into a bedroom for sort of Brooklyn, or as we prefer to call it, a boudoir. So uh, Brooklyn will be in there. Mum, you're not coming in. You can just imagine, can't you? So, no, none of that goes on here. So you can imagine his girlfriend's going to be going around and staying with him. Oh, God. It's too embarrassing for words, isn't it? But uh, but that, that's exactly what happens. He sort of, he just does run around and then he sorts out guests for in conversation. And um, and this morning, as I say, he's going to be meeting Charlie Girling, And they can have a good old chat about uh, all sorts of things. And he, he will turn on the charm. I've already told him to. I've said, listen, you know, don't do your usual, you know, mm, kind of act. You know, do the hello, hello, happy, happy, only with a Scottish accent. And, uh, and then it works really well. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Ed says Pancake Day's next Tuesday. No, it's not. Don't be so silly. It's the 5th of March. Everybody knows that. It has to be held in February. No, it doesn't. It's held in... Where are you coming from? What planet are you on? I mean, don't... Imb- you don't... Tell, tell me, please, you don't vote. It's so much easier. Lent lasts for 40 days and you give something up, like chocolate, alcohol or meat. It's fasting before Easter, says Graham. And April 21st is, uh, is Easter. Although you can get the Easter eggs already in the shops now. I don't think you should have to have... Why can't we just... We, you get Cadbury's cream eggs, cream eggs, uh, all year round. Why can't we have Easter eggs all year round? And also, why do you want to give something up? So, I mean, given, given the choice, chocolate, alcohol or meat? Well, it'll have to be chocolate then. it have to be chocolate because I, I like... Uh, I don't want to give up alcohol. How long do you have to give that up? 40 days, do you? Oh, God, there's no chance. And uh, Steve, we love, says Mina... Pancakes any day, any time. There you go. Person after my own heart. With maple syrup. Here we go. This is all the stuff I can't have. Maple syrup, butter, melted Hershey's, lint dark chocolate, honey, toasted peanut caramel. I've got five kids, so toppings are many sort. Oh, my Lord above. Actually, if you think about it, you could probably put jelly babies in, couldn't you? Would they melt and go a little bit messy? I don't know. You don't want to put hot jelly babies in your mouth, do you, really? Uh, Meghan Markle. Has just embarked on a global jaunt covering 10,000 miles. She's seven and a half months pregnant. Who's flying her? I didn't think you're supposed to be flying at seven and a half months pregnant. She's visiting three continents on her visit. Uh, she went off with her 15 friends the other day. Didn't know she had 15 friends. Had no idea. Uh, also, Danielle Armstrong showing she's all heart as she prepares to do the full Monty. I'm sorry she's been on a reality show. They're prepared to get stark naked. Doesn't bother any of them. When you look at the people, Megan Barton Hanson, that'll be a bit of a hassle, won't it? Uh, you've got to take take your clothes off, Megan. Yeah? Of course. Lisa Mafia. Who's she? Don't know. Victoria Derbyshire. Oh, God, not again. 
Keep them on, love, for goodness sake. Honestly, you get to a certain age, you shouldn't do it. Martina Navratilova. Slightly strange. Danielle Armstrong, Colleen Nolan and Chrissy Rock, plus somebody called Laurie Brett. Not know I do Laurie Brett is, but uh, they have to tell you these things. Wait a minute. Uh, Lisa Mafia, Chrissy Rock, tennis legend. But Martina Navratilova taking her clothes off with a load of other women. What's the surprise there? None. But uh, And then the, the Brooklyn Beckham story. Um, and it's a great way for Brooklyn, they say, to make steps towards moving out. Listen, he couldn't cope at, uh, at college in New York. He went, had to come crying home to mummy. He won't move out. He's 19. Kids, kids stay at home for ages now. What would he do? He could get himself into dreadful bad habits. He's got some dreadful friends who indulge in things, so we don't want that. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, a lot of people say, you like pancakes. The Americans do pancakes, don't they? The Americans are very, very big into pa- They love all that kind of thing. They love, but there's a different, I mean, I told you, whenever I've been to car boots and things like that, there's always somebody doing Nutella on a pancake, chocolate spread. How boring. So they do that again. And you have to stand there while they make the thing, you know, so they've got the round hot plate, you know, and then they pour a little bit on, and then they've got a wooden stick and they turn it round and that, uh, Sandra Rhodes. She's a dame now. It's odd, isn't it? Really? Has ever seen anybody wearing her clothes? I haven't, but I think they're, they're, they're sort of a little bit, um, she must be getting on a bit now, mustn't she? Who's that person with Karl Lagerfeld that's going on stage? He always used to have... A fa- I have fan. A fan. He always fanned himself. Wherever he went, he fanned himself. Which I thought was uh, 85 years old. Dear, but I think probably the fashion industry will miss him. Nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. But the fashion industry will definitely uh, miss him. I think because oh, Lisa Mafia is the So Solid crew, says Ke- I knew you'd know. Lisa, so she's in the So Solid crew and she's going to get all her kit off. Whoopie-doo. Of course, it doesn't mean anything to the uh, producer. He doesn't know who So Solid crew are. He, d- he isn't into, uh, into the sort of the music that we're into, Kevin. Little old banging stuff, I think. And uh, people stop holding grudges, says uh, Sad Harry in Ghana. Uh, well, they do. That's what makes the world go round. That's what makes the world go round. It's uh, far more interesting. Steve, uh, I'm talking about the word hate for her. I don't think there's any hate in there. People just, you know, and nobody feels sorry for her, put it that way. If the Home Office has found a legitimate legal reason to disown her, perfect. They have. She's got another passport. That's what she's got. OK, that, that's the answer. If she only had the one passport, they couldn't kick her out because you can't be stateless. But she's not. She's got a... She hasn't got the passport, but she might have citizenship there. So, well, failing that, she can stay in the Syrian refugee camp. Let her stay there. She thinks she's going to have an easy life here on benefits. No, you're not. No, you're not. I've read the letter from the uh, from the Home Office. And uh, they said that it was sent actually to her mother. I shall read it to you. Dear Mrs Begum. I mean, it's so, it's so sort of odd, isn't it, really? Please find enclosed papers that relate to a decision taken by the Home Secretary to deprive your daughter of her British citizenship. In light of the circumstance of your daughter, the notice of the Home Office is... Uh, decision has been served on file today and the order removing her British citizenship has subsequently been made. Copies of each are included with this letter. If you're in contact with your daughter or are able to establish contact with her shortly, I'd be grateful if you could ensure the Home Secretary's decision is brought to her attention, along with her right of appeal to the Special Immigration Appeals Commission that arises as a result of the service of the notice of intention to deprive her. The relevant appeal forms and guidance notes are included with this letter in case you do have the opportunity to relay them to your daughter. If you're aware 
that your daughter has instructed a lawyer that you would like me to also send the enclosed papers to, then please let me know and I shall arrange for this to happen. Yes, who's paying for these lawyers? So I think the family's got a lawyer. Has she got a lawyer? Is it the same one? We don't know. We re- just just want one lawyer for the family. But uh, whatever it is, don't want her. Uh, you can't buy... Oh, sorry. You can't buy cream eggs all year round. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He said, who does your research? I do. You can buy cream eggs all year round. They're not just now. Buy them all. Where have you been? Have you been outside the front door recently? You can buy cream eggs all year round. This whole idea about them. They used to do them just at, uh, at Easter. But uh, no, all year round now. No trouble at all. Mm. I've got a car boot full of them. A car boot full of cream eggs. Can't get enough, actually. Can't get enough. Uh, Jane Moore talking today about Rolling Stone Keith Richards. Says he's cleaning up his lifestyle. And uh, and Theresa May, who says she scrapes any mould from the top of jam and eats the rest. Ditto, she says. Same goes for simply slicing out the green bits on a loaf of bread and consuming milk and eggs that are out of date. Oh, I don't. I can't do anything like that. I look at that. It's the first thing I look at. I look at the sell-by date. And if it's, if it's, if it's that day, I don't eat it. I really don't. I've thrown out more stuff out the fridge in the past God knows how many years. Dreadful, really. Regarding Jelly Baby, says Kate, my brother soaks them in vodka in the fridge for two or three days and serves them up to his mates after dinner as a little pick-me-up. Really? I have to think about this one. Jelly Babies and vodka. That's a new one, actually. Uh, Dallas says, in days gone, when money was scarce and fridges didn't exist, Shrove Tuesday was the day to use up all the sugar and sweetmeats in the household before Lent. After that, you just ate frugally until Easter. It's a big day in the New Orleans now with their big Mardi Gras parade. Worth seeing. I know. And you come, come home with so many things, bracelets and necklaces and all the sorts of uh, things like that. I've never been, actually. I've got some friends who've been to Mardi Gras. They love it. They love it. They love New Orleans. Every time I think of New Orleans, I think of that James Bond movie where they kill somebody and then they put the coffin down and then they lift the coffin up and he's he's in the coffin. Remember that one? Was it Live and Let Die? Da, da, da. Yes, it is, because at the end they do the voodoo thing, don't they? Very scary. I love all the James Bond stuff. Don't know why, I just do. Uh, so here he is, the Couture Kaiser. He gets loads of coverage, as indeed he, he, he would. He bedded escorts and wanted to wed his cat. And uh, one of the 90s supermodels, uh, Naomi Campbell, Cara Delevingne and Claudia Schiffer are all people. And tributes to him from uh, Anna Wintour, Donatella Versace, Claudia Schiffer, Stella McCartney, uh, Alexa Chung, Cara Delevingne, Diane Kruger, Bella Hadid, Kim Kardashian, Gigi Hadid and Alexandra Shulman. And oh, at, the, at the very bottom, a little thing from Victoria Beckham. So incredibly sad to hear this. Carl was a genius and always so kind and generous to me, both personally and professionally. Oh, do you think she wrote that? That's quite sweet, isn't it? I suppose. Jennifer Lopez, weight training. Apparently, if you want to do um, fitness stuff, ladies, dancing around a pole is supposedly very good. Supposedly very good for you. I think because it sort of it gives you uh, sort of strength in your hands. Uh, what's David Beckham got stuck to the top of his head, said Fred. Looks like he's been hanging around with old Rooney. I don't know. Did Jane Moore used to work with you on this programme years ago, says Lee? No. No. I don't think so. Because the trouble is, I've worked with so many people. I was always a big fan of her and her husband's. Always. I thought she sort of did the, uh, she, she did the sort of column that, that I liked. I liked that, that sort of thing. Uh, 84850... 
Anne says, uh, jihadi bride. Well, she, she's not a bride in the eyes of this one. And you've spelt jihadi wrong, which is a little bit embarrassing for you, isn't it, Anne in Southwark? It's not your fault, I realise. They revoked her passport. She left this country under her sister's. Yeah, we've already told you that. You're not telling me anything I don't know. She need to apply for her own passport. No, no, she's not coming back here. They say she. they really can pull the wool over your western eyes. You're a bit odd, aren't you, actually, Anne? <laughs> Have you been out the front door again? That's twice I've asked people if they've been out. Uh, Steve says uh, Jasmine, spelt J-A-S-Z-M-I-N-E. Slightly odd spelling. Uh, Cadbury's cream eggs between 1st of January and Easter Day, says Phil in Darlington. Well, you can get around my way all the time. No way. What, what Jasmine's saying. She says, do you know where car is now? i stolen ye or cream eggs. Yeah. Actually, do I know where the car is? Of course I do. It comes up on my, on my telephone. I can, if I key in, I've got an app and I can see my car. I can see it. Very clearly. Very clearly. And it's also covered by CCTV cameras. How many? 16. 16. Julie says, uh, don't struggle with the creme eggs pronunciation dilemma. If it were creme, it would have a French grave accent. Wait a minute. Has it got an accent on it? Has he eaten it already? God, you really are a gannet, aren't you? Let's have a look. Creme. No, it doesn't have an accent on it. They haven't got a... They haven't... I found another one. Uh, it doesn't have a thing because just like Nestle with the acute accent, so it's still pronounced creme as in ice cream. It's just a brand name with a particular spelling like when firms choose to use tonight instead of tonight. T-O-N-I-T-E. Your pronunciation. I've heard somebody on the television the other day. Pronunciation, if you please, from a journalist on the television. I'm sending you Freundlich uh, and Grusen from Germany. And I'm assuming that's sort of good wishes to my friend. I'm assuming. We'll have to get Charlie Girling back in on this one. We had this, this palaver the other day. Thank you, Julie. Uh, I hope Scottish boy's mum makes sure he has a spurtle. He wouldn't know. Seriously, he, he didn't spend long enough up there. A spurtle. Oh, it's, oh, it's so old-fashioned, apparently. He doesn't do old-fashioned. He's a, he's a modern sort of boy. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't do anything, nothing to do with old-fashioned at all. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, apparently, uh, your Scottish boy, says Eddie, might not be familiar with the late and great Stanley Baxter. Stanley Baxter dead. Okay, we talked about him the other day, actually. I can't remember. I thought he was still going. He was, I mean, he was, he was great. A lot of his sketches are on YouTube. Yeah, no, he's still with us, Eddie. He hasn't, he hasn't... He's 92. He hasn't gone anywhere. I didn't think he had, actually. That'll frighten him, honestly. Listening to the radio this morning, all of a sudden somebody says... Actually, they, they did that at the Oscars once. They said, and we'd like to pay tribute to so-and-so, so-and-so, uh, who died the other day. And the woman stood up and went, I think not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same for Stanley Baxter. He's still here. He's still very much with us. He's 92. Shows no sign of disappearing at all. But uh, his sketches are on... YouTube. What did I watch the other day on YouTube? It's some, some very, some really good stuff. Oh, I'm, I was going to recommend you to see a magician uh, on YouTube. I mean, seriously, a good magician. Seriously, a good magician. I mean, it's it's just basically defies description of of what he actually does. Where is it? I'm going to find this, and then you can put his uh, name in and and have a look because you just have to. You have to wait a minute. Right. If you're on YouTube at the moment, put in Eric Chien, E-R-I-C, and Chien is C-H-I-E-N, 2018 
FISM Grand Prix Act. Ribbon. And you watch what this boy can do with a pack of cards. And I promise you, you'll be going, this is the most stunning thing. You can move it move it forward a bit, actually, because he's sort of faffed around at the beginning. OK, so watch. What, I mean, it, it, it really is so clever. You think you're watching something, you start thinking, it's a camera trick. You start thinking it's a camera trick, but it isn't. You watch, he takes a, a red card, and then he turns it over. And then it becomes, oh, do it for goodness sake, a blue card. I mean, it's stunning. You watch that act. This is why he won FISM 2018. And he has a piece of ribbon. And what he does is, this piece, it's just a piece of ribbon. So it's a card, shoves it through one side, and it changes it on the piece of ribbon. I watched it the other day, and I thought, this man's got the luck of the devil. Seriously, Eric Chien, 2018 FISM Grand Prix Act ribbon. And you will be absolutely amazed at what this boy can do. I mean, it's, it's just, it, I've, I've never seen anything as good as he is. Once you get someone who can work, work with a pack of cards, I mean, you, you seriously start thinking it's a camera trick. You know, there have been various things that people have done. No, he's got no sleeves. No, not at all. It's, it's so... Look. I mean, it's just... He, he lays a card down and look, and it, and it vanishes. There it is, and there it's gone. Look. I mean, it's unbelievable. I watched it the other day and I thought... I mean, small wonder the audience go absolutely mad for him. Very clever boy. Very, very clever boy. I thought, if, if and you watch this, oh, so I'm talking to myself here, I just realised you can't see it at home. He moves this card under a piece of ribbon, just a piece of ribbon, ordinary ribbon. He slides a card from one side to the other, and now the card is vanishing, bit by bit by bit. And then, I mean, he doesn't seem to do anything, and I've watched it so carefully. Look, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. He's the cleverest, one of the clever. I mean, I've seen some card people, let me tell you, in my years at the Magic Circle. And then when he moves the, the ribbon back, there's the whole card again. You could sit down and amuse yourself. Waitrose Banbury, Steve, says, uh, sell Cadbury's cream eggs all year round too. Yeah, I don't know why people think you can't get them. You can always get them. I've got them in the boot of my car, but that's just me. Just me. Uh, going back to the deep fried stuff, Steve, that same ice cream frying chippy has made me a deep fried pie. On a couple of occasions, chicken and mushroom. Have you ever tried deep-fried gherkin slices? I hate gherkin. I've never done gherkin. In fact, it's the first thing I throw out of a Big Mac, or if I ever rarely have things like that. Uh, Monica says, uh, Christmas, as with everything, just adapted Jewish custom before uh, Pesach. Is it Pesach? I don't know how you pronounce that, actually, Monica. Uh, we remove leaven from our homes as we're not allowed to eat it during the holy days. They love to suffer, so they added Lent and made the day before. I like that one. What was that line? There was a line in Torch Song Trilogy, I think, where sort of somebody dies, the father dies, and they all sit there, and uh, and they're talking to um, to Harvey, and uh, and his boyfriend comes around. He says, he says, uh, what, what, you, you, you've got the mirrors on the walls, and he says, yes. He says, and, and we're sitting on cardboard boxes. What's that for? He said, you look in the mirror and you can see the pain on your face. So you know. Uh, in the song My Favourite Things, says Cliff, Julie Andrews said she likes schnitz, schnitzel with noodles. Can't imagine Julie Andrews eating noodles. Can't imagine schnitzel with noodles, but that's what you get in Austria. You can have it with anything else. I've just discovered my car has dynamic seating, says Dallas. So enjoying a massage on the way to work. Uh, Harry says, I'm watching Eric Shearn now. He's amazing. Good. If only one person goes onto it and watches it, you then appreciate just how clever he is. Did you ever see the series called The High Life? 
Oh, yes, this was Alan Cummings as a very gay air steward. His catchphrase was very Scottish. Oh, dearie me. Oh, yes, I mean, I, I just, I've talked to Alan Cummings on a few occasions. He lives in America. Uh, Siobhan Redmond was in charge of the Motley cabin crew. Her name was Miss Spurtle. It was hilarious. Yes, I think you'll find it's on um, DVD. Most things are. But as I say, I, I did buy Dinner Ladies because I thought that was particularly good. And it just reminded me, you know, how much I miss Victoria Wood and how much she kept everything so privately at the end. Nobody knew. Only a very, very few people. Uh, 84850. And uh, somebody says, Lent is 40 days because of the 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness. Ooh, clever old Jew. Fancy you knowing that. It says, if your parents kept a receipt for the money they spent on your education, you should claim a refund. Ooh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Slightly overdosed, says Donny, on fondant fancies in the last 12 hours. I'll try not to have any in Lent. And uh, the website address, it's on YouTube. Eric Chien, C-H-I-E-N, and it's got, I think, 2018 FISM winner and the word ribbon. Yeah, it should be the first thing you'll find on it. I'm not going to tell you ever again. Uh, you just get it the once. Mina says, uh, LBC dancing around doing chores. Very good for you. Very good for you. It is very good for you. Well, any exercise is good for you. So if ever you eat the wrong sort of food, and I've got to go in. When am I going in? Next week. Oh, God, I hope it's not on the day we booked all these interviews. And uh, it's for my... Diabetic non-fasting blood test. And then, then they sort of... Because sometimes you have a fasting blood test where you don't eat anything, which is actually great for me because I don't need to eat anything at this time of the morning. And if I can get myself in early, then that's fine. But this is a non-fasting blood test. So they'll take three little syringefuls out of, out of my arm, which I always hate them doing. I, I try and look and be brave. I try and look and be brave, but I'm absolute rubbish at it. You know, most people have got phobias about certain things. Mine is needles. Not just little... I'm all right with little little needles, but this is something about... It's about two inches long, and she slides it into a vein. I'm making myself ill thinking about it. And so once I've... And she goes, don't feel it, just a little scratch. Goes, oh, oh, she doesn't even like doing it. She said, I don't even like doing these. And she can manage to do it. Me, I've got a job keeping my arm from shaking the blooming needle out. And once we've actually got it done, then it's fine. And it's done, and you go, sigh of relief. Then you have to go back in and be analysed by the diabetic doctor. That's when they shout at me. I generally get sort of, you know, what have you been eating? Oh, I don't know. Certainly not cabbage cream eggs. I've had a few of them, but not, uh, not had anything. I've just noticed they've got so much writing on here. It tells you when it expires. 14th of January, February, March, April, May, June. 14th of July, that ex- that chocolate expires. And yet, who was it was in the paper the other day? You had a box of chocolates from like 60 years ago and they hadn't opened it up. And you think, well, you can't eat it now, can you? Because chocolate goes off very quickly. But uh, no, I've, I've got uh, loads of these. I generally, if I go to my brother's, I take him down a box of Cadbury's cream eggs. Or creme eggs. But, uh, you know, just a little treat for him. And it also, I mean, it takes away the temptation for me, which is actually quite a good, uh, quite a good thing. A vicious county lines drug enforcer uses meat hooks to intimidate kids. Uh, he hangs them upside down. So I'm sort of looking at the pictures. It oh dear. doesn't look very pleasant, does it? doesn't look very uh, pleasant at all. And Penny Lancaster has said she hopes to return to the police with a baton after her stint on the front line for a TV show. Uh, she did this famous and fighting crime. Why do people do that? Does that not show a certain ego? You know, you're famous. Obviously you're famous. But, you know, to go on a show, you know, it's like celebrity this. Celebrity. And these people seriously believe, after we suffered with poor Lydia Thick, 
on the Mastermind show. I mean, that was just terminally embarrassing. She didn't know anything at all. No, no big surprise there. Ross Kemp has called for the police to get more support and blamed rising street violence. I'd love to see more police. I mean, since 2010, we've lost 20,000 police officers. 20,000 police officers. That is a huge amount of people. I would love to see 20,000 police officers. God, just imagine how much better it would be. Because it's, it's just turning into a lawless place, isn't it? I'd like to see the border control beefed up a little bit. Uh, stripped of her passport... The Islamic State bride who won't be coming home. She can stay away forever. The benefits cheat who stole our cash while she was on Big Brother. You won't have heard of her, even though they call her a star. The BBC moved songs of praise to lunchtime. Should have to have a word with Ali Jones about that one. Love Ali Jones on that. I just love the programme. I think it's great, actually. I do find myself singing along, but that's just me. Uh, plus, uh, facilities like swimming pools and libraries are closing at the rate of 4,000 a year. Sometimes they make a television programme about saving them. And the comic book giant DC scraps a new series in which Jesus learns from a superhero. All of that and more after the news, which is next. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Four minutes past six. Nice to have your company. I'm hoping, hoping that this weekend we might get some nice weather. I'm hoping Friday... Saturday and Sunday, it'll be around about the 14, 15 degrees, which 16 Friday, which actually is lovely, which is lovely. Dave says, uh, who wants Cadbury's cream eggs all year round? Loads of people, loads of people, people who aren't diabetic. He said they can't think of any more disgusting. Yeah, but you call Dave, you probably just eat fish and chips and kebabs. I mean, come on, you can't diss people because they want a Cadbury's cream egg. I mean, there's all sorts of things. Uh, Steve. Uh, when I've had blood tests in the past, they have trouble getting blood out. Do they? Well, I've only got to look at my veins and I can see, I can see exactly where the blood is. You could see it's coursing through. Oh, stop moving. Uh, you could see blood coursing through your veins. I mean, you've got eight pints in you. It's, it's, it's not actually a case of whether you can sort of find it. They'll always find it. It's a, I mean, in, your, in your main artery, you can see it. How can they have difficulty getting blood out? I sometimes used to have trouble getting blood out for testing for my, on my diabetic meter and uh, and you sort of you sort of do it and so you get oh, if it's in the winter it's even worse because your fingers go cold and I couldn't get the blood out and I used to suffer quite badly but uh, now I can do it. I just I try using different fingers because I'm getting very lazy with injecting I still do it but I've just I keep using the same leg <laughs> which is not good did you see Julia Bradbury ripping into the police on the one show last night an article on speed camera vans Set her off. We love Julia Bradbury. She was so cool. She was so cool. Uh, I've just finished watching, says Sue, Eric Chan. He's fab. I love the waistcoat trick and the disappearing cards. I know, just amazing. You watch it and you seriously go, how is he doing this? How is he doing it? Which is good. Uh, Dick Emery would have been 104 today, says Chris. Poor Dick Emery. I remember when he died, they shoved him under some railway sidings. You know, the arches underneath the... He was shoved in there by the, uh, by the funeral director. And people were going, shoved up... Oh, they were, they were furious. They were up in arms over that one. Uh, Steve, the other day you had your aorta examined and said all should have it done at the age of 65. Uh, did they do it because of the stents? Says it, no. No. In fact, they should write to you. You don't need to write to your doctor. If you're in your 65th year... You have it done. It's, I mean, they, they do it for everybody. Uh, uh, men. Was it just men or was it women? I can't remember. But uh, no, they have to just see if it's enlarged. And it could be because of lifestyle. So nothing at all to do with the stents. I got the letter independently of the, uh, of the doctor. 
Although they then write to the doctor afterwards and tell them exactly what's, uh, what sort of happened. Which, which was good news, because I got a thing from, from lovely Larry Lamb saying, you know, congratulations, well done. Because we worry about things like that at our age. You do, you do worry about it. But I've, I've now decided if there is a procedure that you have to, uh, that you have, to, to have go for it. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. Uh, Nathan says, if you had a life-threatening disease, would you tell your audience? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely without a shadow of... That's the sort of programme I do. That's the sort of programme I do. Of course I would, yes. If it was life-threatening, yeah. In fact, I've, I've told people every single thing about my medical condition, which aren't life-threatening. Well, they, they could be classed as... Uh, they could be classed as life-threatening. But no, I tell people all about it. That's part of my day-to-day raison d'etre. It's what I do. I tell stories, which is good. Uh, are you type 1 or type 2? I'm type 2, Paul, but I inject. So I was type 2, which was tablet-dependent, which was metformin, and uh, then it deteriorated, so I'm on insulin. And I'm on two sorts of insulin. I'm on a slow-acting insulin and a fast-acting insulin every day. So seven days a week. Twice a day. And uh, what did I say? I forget how many tablets a week I'm doing. About 60 to 80 tablets a week. Well, perhaps it isn't that many. It might be. It could be, actually. It could be about 60 tablets a week. Uh, Those watching this morning yesterday, said Sue, would have seen the young lady who lost her parents at the Ariana Grande concert. She's bringing up her younger sister and is such a credit to her late parents and an example to all young people. Lovely young lady and somebody we'd all want to help. They have to make this ISIS teenager an example to other youngsters. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully it will then, it will sort of tell people, you can't do this. Because now, you can't come back. You want to see your parents, they'll have to fly abroad and go and see you. That's it. That's the decision you made. That's the decision you made. Okay, you keep touching the top of the cup, don't you? What is it with you in the top of cups? Can't you hold them by the handle? What's it? Don't do the humble act, please. He's doing the humbling act. We're sending him to see Charlie Girling today, but I have a feeling Charlie Girling might not be in today. We think she might be working from home because uh, I think, Charlie, he should definitely meet you. Definitely meet you. Uh, Steve, uh, a Home Secretary who's actually prioritising protection of the people over the rights of a jihadi death cult member. How very rare. Brilliant. I know. Listen, we can all be cynical about it. We can all be cynical about it. But uh, at least we're, we're kind of kind of getting there. Richard Maidley just mentioned you on Good Morning Britain. You're making him laugh about the rich cat, says Cliff. <laughs> so we've now got Richard Maidley in on the act as well. Actually, Richard's been in a few times. He's been in a few times. He was the one who... And oh, no, I can't tell you the story. Did I tell you the story? I can't, I can't remember if I can tell you the story or not. I've got a good Richard Maidley story. Oh, what, yeah, I don't know. Having the door open. And we told that, we think we've told it before. He, he came in and it was at the time when people were making up stories about people. If it was somebody famous, you know, Richard would be famous. And they did their show up in Liverpool. And uh, it, it, was, it worked really well. It was just, it was that morning show. It just worked. Anyway, he said that because there were certain people who'd made allegations against other people, famous people, if ever he had meetings in his dressing room, he said, I kept the door open. He said, I kept the door open. He said, I would wedge the door open. He said, you don't want to be behind a door with somebody you don't really know that well. And I, and I totally agreed with him. I totally agreed with him. But uh, he was the one the other day who was on... Who did he... Who was he going to pull apart? Or he didn't pull apart. But I said, actually, that Piers Morgan would have pulled somebody apart on the programme. Who did they have on? They had somebody on the show. 
I can't remember who it was now. But uh, anyway, it was whatever it was. You know, I always wanted Richard to be harder, but uh, the, the cat, you know, I mean, a cat inheriting 100 million, that would be the stupidest thing we've ever heard of, wouldn't it? Uh, Ray says, have you ever considered using sensors for blood sugar levels? No, I haven't. A friend of mine has. He's Spencer Matthews, that's right, and because he can't read an auto cue because, contrary to what people think, and I remember somebody writing to me years ago saying, oh, it's so easy what you do. And I go, I'm sure it is. For me, it's it's very easy. But you have to sort of remember this has taken years to get to this. And so when you see somebody like poor old Spencer, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's not really a lot to him, actually. He's a bit vacant. But uh, he couldn't read auto cue. He can't read it without it sounding like I am reading the words on there. To make it sound natural, if you're reading a script... You've got to make it sound as if it, it's not a script. And unfortunately, poor old Spencer Matthews, not a clue. Not a clue. But there you go. Uh, one of my favourite card tricks is where they throw a playing card at a shop window from the outside and it sticks to the inside. Yes, it's called card through window, surprisingly. My favourite one was a bloke in a jewellery shop. I think you find it on YouTube as well. And um, he's in a jewellery shop and they're looking into a display cabinet. And somebody comes in, so I like that ring there. And he puts his hand through the top of the display cabinet, picks up the ring, brings it back out again, and the glass is healed. It's lovely, really good. Uh, you've just said your diabetes deteriorated and you love Cadbury's cream eggs. No, I've said I don't eat Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> um, I, I don't eat them. I have had one, obviously, in the past. I would be very naive. But uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Paul says, I'm on metformin with my last uh, HB1s test at 65, four a day. I'm going on the 800 calorie NHS milkshake diet. Read blood tests. I hate needles. I know I'm trying to be brave about it. I get panicky talking. I get people writing into me saying, don't talk about needles. Please don't talk about needles. It's the worst thing you can ever talk about. If you've got to have blood tests. But as I say, I've sat on a bed having my burns sorted out in a pair of pants. Nothing gets more humiliating than that. Jenna. Says, my friend is diabetic and when he gets his bloods done, he bangs on about eating really badly, drinking too much. And the results are going to be terrible. And every time they come back fine and the doctors are really happy. It gets boring like the boy who cried wolf. Said, the trouble is, you, people say to me, how do you know when you're not well? I said, I can, I can feel it in my stomach. I can feel it in my stomach. It might sound really peculiar, but I can t- if, I don't, if I'm not going to be well, I can feel it. I might sit in front of the television and think, oh, it's all going on inside my stomach today. But then that's sometimes to do with, with what I'm eating. So having this non-fasting blood test is, is actually going to be... It's, it's quite, I, don't, I don't mind doing that one. It's the fasting bit. I mean, I can do it. I would be, you know, a fool to say I can't do it because I can do anything. I gave up smoking. You know, I gave up uh, drinking so I could get my, my cataracts done. So I can do things. Fellow Facebook spider... Uh, spiders. <laughs> spikers. Uh, I know this is not local radio, Steve, or the Sunday school service, but may I be so bold as to give a shout out to the NHS staff. It's a very tough time at the minute. I'm just going into work on my annual leave, as are many others, to ensure you, oh, sorry, you ensure I go in smiling. Good. You know, good, because there are some days you don't feel like smiling, but you have to kind of force the smile, don't you? And there must be days where you're going in to work in the NHS or you're a doctor and you've got to break bad news to somebody and, you know, to you, never easy, never easy. But for that family, it's a disaster. You know, you can see people in hospital. I sometimes look at people as I go in for my sort of things. And I think, I wonder what you're in here for. And some of them look so fed up and so miserable. And then you think, if it wasn't for the NHS, if it wasn't for the NHS, you know, doing this sterling work. Fingers around the rim of your cup. 
Steve. Germ-covered fingers, transferring germs to the rim of the cup. So the germ transfers itself to your lips. Where have the fingers been before they infected the cup rim? I don't know, but he's got this habit of putting his hand over the top of the cup. I don't know why. It's an odd one. Not every, Most people hold a cup by the handle. But um, mm. uh, who played the Pigeon Sisters in Neil Simon's brilliant play? The Odd Couple, starring Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. So I looked it up. Cecily Pigeon was played by Camberwell-born and rather trained Monica Evans, who was to marry Dave Cash. Now, that would be an interesting in-conversation, says Chris and Chelsea. Do you know, so many people are good in conversation. Sometimes it's the ones that you think, what are they going to talk about? And then you get something out of them, and it's fantastic. Auntie Enid, uh, fan, says, so when Scottish boy brings you a cup of tea, does he tug his forelock and walk out backwards? He does, you know. He does. He did it before when I said, don't be... Anyway, he went all humble. He was like, be I ever so humble, Steve. I'll bring you a cup of tea in the morning, mate. Please, please don't shout at me. I'm just, I'm just doing my job, trying to s- save enough money to send home to my poor mother, you know, and so they, they can afford to eat. That's how it works. That's how it works. But I feed him. It's not like he doesn't get fed. He gets fed. David in Crouch N says, the late, great Tommy Cooper was able to put two tubes over a couple of drinking glasses, say the magic word, and the glasses would change place. But by his own admission, the hardest place was to make them go back again. Yeah, I know. Always a trick at the end, wasn't there? There was always the twist with Tommy Cooper. I worked with him once. He did enjoy a bevy. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Have you ever eaten, says Richard, four cream eggs in one sitting or bought an Easter egg for a friend and then secretly eaten it? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's certain things I can eat, and that would not be one of them. If the fingers can carry the cup of tea, it's evidently not hot enough. Aha. Uh-huh. No, it is hot. It definitely comes out the uh, the heated tap here. Mike says, it seems to me the same folks suggesting the UK should be sympathetic to the Begum woman because she was only 15 when she snubbed Britain and didn't know what she was doing are the same ones who are suggesting 16-year-olds are given the vote. Yeah, of course, I have to disagree with you. She knew exactly what she was doing. I've told you before. She actively sought them out. She wanted to go to Syria. She wanted to go to come hell or high water. Obviously, nothing her parents could have said would have deterred her. That's why I sort of, I asked the question, so your son or daughter disappears for four years and the parents do what? What? Cream eggs are delicious frozen, Steve, as are wine gums. I hated wine gums, Noel. Never did wine gums. And uh, Steve, a magician called Dynamo, did a levitation trick in Brazil in front of the big Jesus statue in front of hundreds of people. Do you have any idea how they do it? Yes. Of course. Of course. Everybody has ideas. Although when I watch Eric Chien... C-H-I-E-N, on YouTube, I, I sit there and marvel at the sheer dexterity of it. And it's always this sort of look of complete surprise on magicians who are that good with a pack of cards. I mean, you know, to come up with that act is phenomenal. You could sit there, if, if you could book him tomorrow, I'd book him tomorrow. Uh, Steve, I changed to Mixtard, which feels better. Have you tried dipping your finger in warm water in cold weather before pricking it? No, and I do eat chocolates and work out. Adapting to diabetic is best uh, is best than getting upset about it. I've had it since the age of seven, says Mina. That's the problem, isn't it? When you've had it for that long. When you've had it for that. I remember people saying to me, oh, do you actually sort of, uh, you know, do you have to inject? You go, yeah, box of needles, which is great. I love going into the chemist, actually. I always love to go and see Mr. Shah and say, I need some extra needles. You can see people visibly move away from you. Uh, Jane says, I fear Scottish boys scratch the surface and he could morph into Mel Gibson, dressed as a feral, brave kilt with a large caber in his hand. Be careful, Steve. No, he's, um, I mean, to be honest, I, I do share your, your concerns. I do, I do share the concerns. But, you know, because we, we, we know the family, we're all right with him. 
He has done toss it. They never goes very far, the caber. You know, if you toss a caber, it's, it's too heavy. Why don't they use a lighter one? Then it will go further. And they just do it, and it goes up, straight over, down the other side. It's like a roller coaster. There's nothing clever with tossing the caber. That's just called showing off. OK? I'd be more... Yeah, but, what, but what's the point of showing off about so you can toss a caber? Where's that going to be woven into your life? We had this long discussion at schools the other day. So I did French, German and Latin. What possible use is that to me as a broadcaster? No, no interest whatsoever. But occasionally I will sort of do things. But, I mean, tossing the caber. You know, the Queen used to like the Highland game. She'd sit there with, uh, with Philip... And, uh, and they'd watch people tossing the caber. And the, what's that big thing on a chain, a ball? And they go... The hammer. Oh, it was a hammer, was it? Oh, right. But uh, I, I preferred the, uh, the, the country dancing. I, 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 I much prefer country dancing. Uh, Steve, did you know there's a round patch that could be attached to your arm, taking away the need for injecting yourself? Yeah, you've got to be wired up to everything, haven't you? Because it's got to monitor your blood. It just doesn't put insulin in. Because there's no point in just shoving in a load of insulin. So it's got to be wired up. You've got to register for this thing. I forget how much it is. Somebody did tell me, actually, but I can't remember. Uh, the papers have gone mad today, apart from uh, apart from her over in the camp and uh, the fact that they've now sent a letter to her parents. That'll be exciting, won't it? I wonder where they go from here. Because there will be another process. Uh, presumably it can go into a disputes procedure, but then if they lose that, I mean, they're not going to bring her back. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, and, in fact, the headline on the Daily Star says it. You're up Brit Creek. You know, she's she's done her thing. She's done her little thing. Somebody else held her baby. And I thought she'd wanted to hold it, but there was she was holding her own mobile phone at the time. She must have called her parents. Why would you not? Why would you not? I mean, you, you've got a telephone. Why would you not sort of just, you know, pick up a telephone and call your parents? Because that would be... I mean, otherwise, why would they? Why have they not been to the police and go, listen, we want our daughter back? They quite clearly didn't want her back. Or decided that whatever she was doing was OK. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Yeah, so every newspaper today, they've uh, they've gone mad on Only Fools and Boises. And uh, everybody loved it. It's a musical. We did it uh, on In Conversation a few weeks ago. And uh, it's it was lovely. I mean, it really was absolutely lovely. Dawn Neeson's column today, talking about a bunch of kids going on strike from school to wave placards about... Uh, climate change. This week, we're due a mini spring heat wave. Is this what Noel Edmonds would call cosmic ordering? I bought some little plants in little pots the other day. Some more, which I'm going to put out today. But I've decided not, not to actually take them out of the pot. I'll just stick the pots on the top of the uh, top of the pots, which is much easier. So pots on pots. And uh, she talks, as we did, about uh, her heart going out to the 3,500 people at risk after losing their job at Honda's decision to close the Swindon plant. She says, uh, whether the reason is Brexit, the state of the car industry, or a combination of both is debatable. And boy, has that one been raging ever since the announcement was made. We're only really certain of two things, that our politicians are still taking us for fools, and Project Fear runs rampant on both sides. And there are an awful lot of companies who may have messed up their business in spades, using Brexit as a very convenient excuse to shut up shop. There's going to be more of this. Can't pay, we'll come and take it away. That's what you're going to be getting on. And I do like that programme on the television. That was in, uh, in Dawn uh, Neeson's uh, column today. I think she's going to be... Uh, uh, I think she's doing uh, ITVs this morning. I think she, Well, that's what it says. I think I've interpreted that. I can't mention the other thing, Dawn, as you know. But she talks about the Brit Awards this evening. You know, that wild night of sex, drugs and rock and roll. Or possibly not. 
Goodies being handed out to nominees include gym passes, LED light therapy and a juice detox. Needles will be involved backstage, however, offering Botox. I couldn't have Botox. I was watching something the other day. What did they do? It was some somebody who decided to have some surgical procedure. And I, I looked at it. Oh, it was somebody the Housewives of Orange County. And I thought to myself, would I ever want that? You know, would I, would I ever want to have sort of some procedure to make myself look better? And I decided I didn't. I'm just going to have to put up with the fact that I look like this. You know, and, and it takes a lot to make me look this trashy. My dog, says Carolyn Newick, has recently been diagnosed with diabetes. No treats, insulin twice a day, fed every 12 hours. He's lost so much weight, hoping we can get on top of it. But you do make me smile in the morning. Thank you. Donald says the Queen still likes the Highland Games. She's still alive, 93 on Easter Sunday. She loves it, loves it. Love the impression you gave of somebody throwing the ball and chain. I don't know why I thought it was a ball and chain. I've got no idea. Perhaps I was thinking of something completely different. And uh, Steve, if they start using a lighter caber to toss, it just becomes a game of poo sticks. Have you ever played poo sticks? Have you, ever... you don't know what poo sticks is, do you? Have you ever done poo sticks? Ever... Uh, does he not know what it is? Does he know? Do you know what it is? It probably means something completely different up where you come from, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know why. Did you ever play it? Did you ever see people playing it? He didn't. You what? What's he saying? He said, you drop it under the bridge. <coughs> they did it in To the Manor Born, where Audrey, who, who could pronounce poo-sticks, with something that made it sound vaguely sexual, she'd say, oh, poo-sticks, and, and she played it with Richard Devere, and you drop the stick in here, and then, it can't, then you run to the other side of the bridge, and, and then you see whose poo-stick comes out first. Just kind of amuses me, actually. And uh, Dallas says, instead of keep on spelling Eric Chien's name, why not just call him Eric French Dog, or better still, Eric Poodle? He's so clever. He's so clever. Seriously, it's worth watching the DVD, or whatever they did at our Elm now, from start to finish. Absolutely so, so brilliant. So brilliant. I'm very... Je- God, if I had a talent like that... I don't think there's a follow-up to that bit. If I had a talent like that, I'd be a very clever man. Very clever man. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 25 minutes to 7. Coming up with Nick Ferrari at 7 o'clock this morning on LBC. The Home Secretary, as you know, has revoked the British citizenship of ISIS bride Shamima Begum. Nick will be asking if Sajid Javid has done the right thing in stopping the London-born teenager from being prosecuted here. You'll also hear the details of an alarming new warning about the levels of child poverty in Britain and reaction to the resignation of another now former Labour MP last night. Plus, after the Met Police said it could take a century for the force to have the same ethnic mix as our population does, do you still think the police are institutionally racist? That's all with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7 here on LBC. Uh, Philip says, I bet you a Greg sausage roll that Miss Baker managed to obtain legal aid. She can't. She's not a British citizen anymore. She's been taken away. She, she's in a refugee camp. Doesn't get legal aid over there. No, they'll have to pay for it privately. She must have some money. Perhaps somebody, perhaps her parents are paying for it. I mean, she left him when she was 15. She hasn't done a day's work. So uh, interesting, isn't it, really? Uh, Ellie says, I studied Latin to A-level. It was my favourite subject. I use it every single day as it teaches you how to think logically and speak properly, not to mention a lot of our language is based upon it. I think it should be brought back. Oh, no, you keep it. You keep it. We hated it. <laughs> Do you know, I, d- I stood outside a Chinese takeaway the other day. I was waiting for a bus. And uh, for my experiences of the, the closing of a bus stop in Twickenham, nothing short of stupidity. If you're an elderly person, you want to go to Marks and Spencer's, you've got to walk and a half. 
Seriously, it's dreadful. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, so, um, uh, yes, the, I talked about the bus stop at the beginning of the programme. That's definitely, because that is going to make a lot of difference to people. I didn't realise it was still closed. Some poor bloke came out of a, of a chicken place this morning, thinking to get the bus. Of course, it sailed straight past him because they've roped off the bus stop. Uh, Steve says, Ben, I've been type 1 diabetic for 34 years, injecting myself since the age of 7. Had a horrid experience with uh, hypoglycemia in my life, but much better now. Almost died at 16. As a result, live life to the full and will soon celebrate 40th birthday. Well, I'm living longer than you. I'm living longer than you. It is. Listen, it's all doable. If you're a kid, it must be really difficult. You know, if you're a type 1 diabetic to inject and trying to explain to somebody how to inject, it must be really, really difficult. I mean, I, I came to it late in life, but uh, and I know I've, I've got friends who are diabetics and they've lost bits of their limbs and their feet and their legs and stuff like that, which have been amputated, which frightens the life out of me. So I have to be, uh, have to be very careful. But I don't do anything that is really going to make me seriously ill. Indian food makes me ill, which is a shame because I love it. Dry food I can have. I can dry, dry chicken tikka, but anything that's got sauces on, oh, the scale, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Steve, it took years to get Abu Hamza out of the country, and so I hope it takes years before Shamima Begum can get back here. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime, Martin. Uh, also, fried bread with beans on it with corned beef crispies, says Steve. Corned beef crispies. I don't know what they are, but it sounds delicious. It's very fatty, though, isn't it? Very fatty. Wendy in Florida says, The best news of the day, Steve, to hear the uh, Begum woman is no longer a British citizen. Her family said they'll fight the order. But can they get legal aid? Um, I don't know. I mean, technically, they shouldn't, as it's their daughter who would be fighting in the court. Well, she's not going to be. She's not a British citizen. They've taken it away. They've stripped it. So if she or they do get legal aid, well, it's not physically possible for her to get it. Whether they, they, they can get it, you know, to fight, I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think so, but I'm not, not totally up to speed with that. It would make a mockery of the justice system. Parents should be deported as well. Well, if they are actually going to have to... If they want to see her, they'll have to travel outside the country. And so far, I don't know what the parents look like. I mean, we haven't seen any pictures in the papers. I, I would like to know, you know, how you can let your daughter disappear over there. What, what dreadful family control. Nothing at all. She disappears. Oh, four years. Not like she went away. And sort of just went to sort of visit the sites of Syria. She's four years away. You know, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What were they doing all the time? Just carrying on with their life as usual. Because she had a telephone. So she must have actually spoken to them. She must have spoken to them. Uh, Steve, brilliant card trick by Eric Chien. Wow, it's magic, says Mike in Bromley. It's worth watching on, on YouTube. It really is. And uh, somebody says, sounding like hospital radio with all the diabetics messaging. They don't message hospital radio. You don't get a hospital for things like that. Can we do warts tomorrow? No, well, we can't do anything for you, Lee. Banned. Right, you're out. <laughs> now, no friends. Uh, Steve, you do have a talent. You make people laugh. That's hard to do with all the rubbish that goes on in the world today. To put a smile on somebody's face is a gift. I know, that used to be my line for weddings. I used to say, I'd probably use it my brother's. I'm, I'm allowed to do a speech, apparently. But it's, it's going to be something different. And my, my line used to be, they used it his first wedding. If you want to wake up with a smile on your face in the morning, sleep with a coat hanger in your mouth. Always goes down a treat. Nick says, I tell friends and anybody who'll listen, if you want to experience talent, catch the Steve Allen show. Uh, I got my girlfriend to play poo sticks. And as we went to see who'd won, got on my knees and proposed. That sounds really naff. Doesn't that sound so... So you're on a bridge playing poo sticks and you go down and... One, she probably thought you were arthritic. She probably... <laughs> 
probably never thought about it. If you'd met Karl Lagerfeld, you could be inheriting money. Took her three hours to say yes. What, is she mute or something? Why would it take three hours? Probably trying to get you up again. I told you, when I went to see the Royal Variety performance some years ago, Take That had made their comeback. And they went down, every night I do is pray. And they went, you could hear the creaking of the bones from where we were. We were on the first bit of the ashtray, which was very nice. Uh, Sorry, outside of Chinese takeaway the other day, I know I was having fantasy meal, standing waiting for the bus, because I bought these plants in two two bags. And uh, we've got a place at the end of, of the Heath Road which sells seeds and stuff like that for people to feed pigeons. God help them. And, uh, and I bought these things. I was standing there. I was looking at them going, oh, I, I, could have, I could have sweet and sour crispy balls, chicken balls, 10 for £4.70. And I thought, I could eat those on the bus. And then I thought, I could just have, perhaps I could just have a pancake roll or something like that. And then, and then the bus came along and I forgot about the food. It's a shame, isn't it, really? I don't think it's uh, OK for diabetics. What, are you mad? Pancakes and crispy duck with hoisin sauce. It's all sugar. You can't have that. That could kill you. Goodness sake. Read the bus stop problem. I've seen councils provide a temporary, temporary bus stop, provided a pole on the curb. No, unfortunately not here. Holly, not here. They, they've literally, if you, if, you, if you get on the bus at the top of Heath Road and you travel, you, you can't get off by Marks and Spencer's now because they're digging up. Nobody's working on it, of course, as usual. And most of them were smoking the other day. It says, do not smoke. Anyway, you have to go all the way around the corner to Waitrose. It's just mad. Uh, David says, try cooking or learning to cook lentil. Ch- I don't cook. I'm not a. Co- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a cooking person. I, it, it's it's a talent that not only just defeats me. I can't be bothered. I seriously, that, that's why God provided restaurants and fast food takeaways. And there used to be a lovely place in Earl's Court. It's probably still there, actually, where you could get a kebab at about four or five in the morning. But they also had chicken curry and beef curry. But, of course, now I can't eat curries. It's a great shame, isn't it, really? I like the idea that there's a blue plaque awarded to Bob Marley's former home. About blooming time. There's loads. Of, I lo- Every time I pass a blue plaque, if I'm with people in the car, I always go, what, what, what's the blue plaque for? And they'll go, oh, that was for so-and-so, so-and-so. And I go, oh, right. I told you I saw one for Kenneth Williams, the hairdressers that was his father. It's still a hairdresser's. Probably different different type now. Uh, also, uh, what was the other one? that? I, oh, yes. There's a zoo in this country where they allow children to pull against lions and tigers. They've got a rope that goes into their paddock with obviously something at the end. And so you put it in their mouth and the kids try and, and pull away from it. I don't quite see the purpose of that at all. Although there is an unbelievably stupid family. They're in a safari park. I don't know where it is. It can't be in this country. The cars didn't look particularly familiar. And, um, and there's a lion lie in the middle of the road asleep. So everybody stops around it. There are three specific cars and they wind down the windows. They're within five feet, five feet of this lion, which is asleep. So they think they're okay. So the kids lean out of the car window to take a photo. Seriously, I watched it. I thought, these parents must be thick as bricks. This is a lion. This thing can awake and grab and drag a child out. Uh, unfortunately for them, the lion did wake up. It, sort of, it was obviously aware that there were people around it. And all of a sudden it roared. And when a lion roars, oh, you can hear it for miles. And this thing did. They were back inside, but they didn't wind the windows up straight away. I thought, you but I mean, really, you must have the thickest parents ever. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Uh, thank goodness we have pet insurance. £7.50 per month, which I don't miss, says John. I had to take our cat to the vet twice, and the bill's almost £500. Don't find a poor vet. 
You won't find a poor vet, I tell you. They make a fortune if they're private vets. They make a, there's one round our way, well, sort of on the way into work. It's open 24 hours. You can go there at three in the morning if you've got a problem with your pet. Mind you, we have the same with our lift. We have the same with our lift. It says 24-hour number. I just wanted to phone you and go, just checking. You know, then, then put the phone down very quickly. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Ten to seven is the time. LBC, as you know, is giving you the chance to win a most iconic experience. Seven nights transatlantic cruise with Cunard for two people on board the Queen Mary 2. Uh, you will sail from either Southampton or New York. If it's New York, we'll fly you out to New York. You can make, make the journey either way. And uh, you'll do so in a deluxe balcony stateroom as well. I mean, this is really, really some, some prize with Cunard's flagship, Queen Mary 2. Uh, unique and timeless. It's the only true ocean liner. I mean, well, I keep saying about the size of it. I'm obsessed with size. Every time you see this thing, you'll go, ooh. I mean, compared to our little ship, it was amazing. So it's your chance to uncover an experience as exciting as it first was in 1847. Uh, it's got service, celebration, only only offered by Cunard on the transatlantic crossing. This prize includes all meals, entertainment and flights, as I say, either to or from New York, depending on which way you prefer to sail across the ocean. For your chance to win this transatlantic cruise on the Queen Mary 2, you text CRUISE. And send it to 84850. 84850, the word cruise. A voluntary donation of just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity. Make some noise which helps to change young lives. You've got until 6pm on the 1st of March to enter, so it's, it's quick. Standard network rate supply. You need to be 18 or over. You're playing across all participating radio stations and regions. And all the rules and the details about those date restrictions are at lbc.co.uk. So text CRUISE. To 84850. Good luck. Steve, what's the Savoy Theatre like? Uh, well, it's nice. Yes, it's lovely. It's, it's, uh, it, well, it burnt down, didn't it? They had a bit of a trouble there. Actually, there was no truth in the rumour that uh, Paul Daniels had anything to do with it. It was after one of his shows that, uh, that they, they lost a lot of it. It's beautiful inside. It's lovely. It's lovely. Very nice. And it's very close to bus stops. So you can get to Waterloo Station. You can go just about wherever you uh, wherever you want. Uh, booking up for the 9 to 5 musical. Good. Give Bonnie Langford our love. New catchphrase for your show, Steve, says Jason. If you want to wake up with a smile on your face, go to bed with your partner. But wake up with Steve Allen. That'll be a turnaround for the books, wouldn't it? Thought I went to bed with somebody. Ryan says, is your job hard? Do you ever get nervous? Oh, God, so nervous. So nervous. No, I don't think so. I quite like the idea, actually. I'm, I'm finding it very entertaining listening to all the different people who are sitting in for James O'Brien. That's very interesting because politicians are always chat, 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 chat. It's very interesting that when they're actually confronted by a radio studio, it's a case of chat, chat, chat. What do we do now? Chat, chat, chat. It's, it's very, very interesting. And uh, yesterday was Emily Thornberry. And that, I found that very interesting. And today, today you've got Tom Watson, who's... It's a breeze for him. It's a breeze. He's done it before. I promise you it's a breeze. Uh, Steve, uh, hoisin sauce is sweet because of the spices used, not sugar. The duck would be good for you. It's protein. And uh, the cucumbers are vegetable. No, Ian, I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you that that was, that was perfect, but it's not. Uh, he also says, I love how random some messages are and you've still got something to say about them, no matter how absurd. Very quick thinking. It's what I do for a living. Uh, also, if Shamima... Has had to endure so much supporting ISIS for four years in Syria. Why didn't she leave before ISIS were defeated? 
says Rob. Well, I wish they were defeated, but I think she discovered it was getting a bit hot in the kitchen. Well, we're just a housewife, yeah, the chance of her being killed. And so she goes scuttling off to a refugee camp. She's only been there a week. Only been there a week. But uh, you're right. You know, presumably, as somebody pointed out here, uh, why ISIS fighter refugees want to return to non-Muslim countries? Surely if religion was the reason they left, they'd be happier in an Islamic country. Yeah, they can also be killed. But that's what's frightened her. She's suddenly... She, she's kind of woken up. She's a bit thick. Bit thick. She can't help it. Uh, best kebabs. Uh, kebab kid in the new King's Road, says Chris and Chelsea. An infrequent treat. Well, it would have to be. Would have to be. You can't eat that every day. Although I'm sure some people do. And uh, Dolly says, you make me laugh so much when you go on about food. I love food so much and I'm a fantastic cook. See, I can't cook for toffee. I really can't. I mean, there's, there's no point in it. I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of coping with, uh, with sort of letting somebody else cook. Much easier. Jackie in Hayes. Just eating a cream egg. She remembered she had it in her bag, thanks to you, says little Julie. Yes. And in fact, Mark in Brentwood says, can you stop going on about cream eggs or creme eggs? I'm up early for my hour in the gym with bodybuilder Nathan. The 182 calories in my daily porridge awaits. I would love to follow up with, with chocolate. But having looked at the picture of myself playing the butler in Joseph last year and thinking it looked like I had a fat suit, I'm on target to lose 15 kilos by the time I am on stage in Godspell. Be the way of the Lord. Uh, Stephen Formby says, corned beef crispies. I don't even know what they are, actually. So you slice very thin, pop under the grill. To... Oh, right, OK. Sounds a bit dull, isn't it? And Steph says, cucumber's a fruit, not a vegetable. A tomato's a fruit. I wasn't aware of a cucumber. Cucumber's fruit, is it, as well? I don't know. I thought cucumber was a, was a vegetable. I think so. Where are you doing? Which ones are those ones? Oh, right. Are they yours? You're, you're, you're keeping those. Is there another tray in there? I'll, I'll take that tray when I go out. Cucumbers are fruit. Oh, ain't that funny? I never thought. I love cucumber. Love cucumber. I don't know if it's any good for you. So, rule of thumb fruit has internal seeds or pips, vegetables don't. Okay. So, I have to think about that one, actually. I'm going to come up with something else. Uh, Linda says, Where, Where's O'Brien? Oh, he's on his half term. He always takes half term off, and that's why this week you've got loads and loads of different politicians. You can grill them, shout at them, you can do the whole thing. And that's why Tom Watson is going to be a very good choice for today. Very good choice. I think Emily Thornbury was reduced to tears yesterday, you know, because all of a sudden you realise you're talking to, you know, the real people. I shouldn't imagine that a lot of politicians get the opportunity to talk to real people like you unless they come on to a radio show. But because you've got three hours with them, that's, uh, that's a lot of time. Front of the Daily Star, Only Fools and Boises. And this is Only Fools and Horses, the musical. We've got rave reviews. Uh, also, you're up Brit Creek. This is Shamima Begum. If I don't hear that name again for another ten years, I shall be happy. And uh, she showed no remorse for joining the terror group. She's a bit, I think she just thought, oh, I'm, I'm coming back home now. You know, obviously getting a bit dangerous, is it, out there for you, dear? Well, you made your bed, you can lie in it. You've had four years of it. Stay there. Couldn't care less what happens to you. Really couldn't care less. I'm not sure if I feel embarrassed for you, your parents, your family. I really, I've really got no idea. I don't sort of stand on anything in particular, apart from the fact that as long as you're not coming back here, most people are very happy with it. Uh, Megan's flown off. I don't know who's paying for this one. Uh, she's going three continents in 11 days, and she's visiting... Uh, she's taken to New York with 15... Pa- who's paying for that? Is that a freebie? Not with 15 pals. You think we're paying for it? Oh, you're joking. Well, I don't like that idea at all. No, make her pay. She's got money. Got money. Get her, her husband to pay. He's not short of money. 
well, much. Shopkeepers will be paid to offer customers cash back in areas where people have little access to ATMs. They were talking about this yesterday and saying just how terrible it was. But there's one, one place, they've only got one ATM and they have to, um, and they have to pay for using it. <laughs> I wouldn't use anything if I had to pay for it. Uh, the Daily Express this morning. Uh, lovely jubbly, says Boise, the only fool's musical. Everybody likes it. Uh, plus Blooming Megan, off she goes. I didn't think you could fly at seven and a half months pregnant, but there you go. <laughs> Far be it from me. Isis Bride told you no longer British. Good, 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 good. Daily Mirror, furious British gas hits us with a 10% price rise. And again, lovely jubbly. The only fools and horses. We love Paul Whitehouse. He just looks so good. Isis Bride stripped of British citizenship. Good, 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 good. Lagerfeld, Carl, 1933-2019. They had so much trouble trying to find out his name. Uh, sorry, his uh, his age. Very difficult. We're sort of lost in the mists of time. Uh, he's also featured on the front of uh, uh, The Times. And here he is. He's sort of... Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. He died yesterday, uh, 85. But uh, he once lamented humans and animals could not be married. I think there's a law against that, you know. Just thought I'd mention it now, but they say the cat could inherit a hundred million. Before I go, time to let you know what's coming up on my free podcast today. On the little bit extra, I'll tell you about some absolute nobody who's on Big Brother for about ten minutes and is a thief. Yes, this one decided she'd help herself to thirteen grand's worth of benefits, which she wasn't entitled to. The latest from the Beckham household: Brooklyn's getting his own bit of the house, so he can uh, spend quality time with his girly. Brooklyn is 19. And I'll let you hear an LBC exclusive detailing what happened when a failed pop singer and an old lady fancier, Liam Payne, met some clothes source called Bella Hadid. My little bit extra is available very shortly, as well as listening live to LBC. You can listen back to this and other LBC programmes, as well as listening to a range of podcasts. Ten o'clock this morning in for James O'Brien. It's today's guest host, which is the Labour MP and Deputy Leader, Tom Watson. But right now, with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 